The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. is now concerned about human rights violations in North Korea. Adam Schiff, he's now concerned about human rights violations. And he's worried that we're making North Korea look good. Trump is making North Korea look good because they get play on the world stage. I mean, do they get a little bit more legitimacy? Okay, sure. I guess to their people, maybe they think that. Is there anybody around the world that prior to the summit with Trump, any country, any world leader that was saying, wow, North Korea sucks, but now says, wow, North Korea is great. Is there anybody out there going, wow, North Korea is such a small, insignificant country that may have nuclear weapons that could reach parts of the world, and that's a concern, prior to the summit that are now going, holy moly, North Korea is a world power. We've given them legitimacy. And now, suddenly, Adam Schiff is concerned with the people of North Korea being raped and tortured systematically by the leaders of North Korea. He's now concerned about that. Now, you know, I don't ever recall hearing Adam Schiff, leadership in the House of Representatives, ever bringing up human rights violations in North Korea. I haven't seen them in any of the, uh, the marches, any of the campaigns, I haven't heard him talk about it. He hasn't passed legislation on any of this stuff. And furthermore, it was the Democrats in the House of Representatives and in the Senate, people running all over the country, that said when Donald Trump was challenging Kim Jong-un in North Korea about a year ago, as they continued to rattle the sabers and threaten that they were going to launch nuclear missiles at the U.S., and they now have long-range missiles capable of delivering a miniature warhead and destroying parts of the United States. They were the ones who were saying, how dare you? How dare you gin things up and make it worse? You're only making it worse by saying these things. We need diplomacy. But now... Now it's wrong to talk to him because it gives him legitimacy. And what about those people in North Korea? Really? How in the hell do you do this with a straight face? This is the lack of consistency that drives me up the wall. Left or right. This is the type of lack of consistency that puts me out of my skull. I hate it when Republicans do it. I hate it when Democrats do it. How do you stand up there as a member of the House of Representatives supposedly trying to do good And have a 180 on everything that you've ever talked about. Just because it's the other party. How do you do that? Seriously, I I just could not be that person. It takes a special kind of dirtbag to be able to do that. No conscience. Just winning at every cost. That's, That's akin to cheating in sports. It really is. It's just do anything and say anything to get a win. And for what? What are you winning? What do you win? 
supposedly, well, we win control of the House and Senate in D.C. so we can get our agenda passed. What the hell's your agenda? It just changed. It's none of that. It's them. It's the individuals. It's not even the parties. It is the individual 435 members of the House and 100 members of the Senate that are in there for themselves. That's what this is all about. It is absolutely 100% about D.C. insiders. And the stupid thing that Adam Schiff hasn't even gotten is, bing, bing, that's part of the reason President Trump is now president. They still don't get it. They still do not get it. This is the whole point. And when will the crazy people on the left, the just extreme hand ringers, scream at the clouds, anti-Trump people like Alyssa Milano and these others stop and say, wait a minute, maybe this isn't legitimate after all. All these things we're arguing about, if they would pause and dry their tears for just one moment, if they could just stop freaking out and try to get through their little peanut-sized brain that maybe there's more going on here, that we shouldn't be arguing back and forth. We should be screaming together at D.C. for standing in the way of the American people. It is absolutely unbelievable. How do you stand there? I wasn't even going to talk about Adam Schiff, and I just heard the clip where he's like, this just gives them legitimacy on the world stage. Really? What about Iran? Didn't he give Iran legitimacy when Obama, day one in office, began making secret phone calls to the re- Iranian regime? That was like 20 years ago, Doc. Is that what, what it was? About? It was like 20? You mean like nine years ago? No, no. It's, it's impossible because you will forget something important mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that wasn't about giving Iran legitimacy. No. It wasn't about giving them legitimacy when we gave them their money back that we've held uh, because they uh, took people hostages in the late 1970s. Wow, look at yep. you. You're so racist towards brown people. See, that's... <laughs> look at you. Racist. Just that's, because they yeah. ride horses right. and have a towel on their head, that means they can't no, get their money back? No, to do with that. No, because it has to do with them taking people hostages. But doesn't that give the legitimacy not only to their current regime, but to what they did in the 1970s? What punishment did they face? What punishment did they face for taking American hostages, Americans hostage? What did they do? Nothing. They just got their money delayed a while, I guess. And then two years working on the secret deal, then passing a deal which has no teeth. That doesn't give Iran legitimacy. No, that was diplomacy. Damn it, that doc was just Democrats that were working together because we believe in talking and human rights. We believe all people have a voice at the table. It's us trying to do something good in the Middle East because we knew if we didn't, they would develop a nuclear weapon. This at least gives us a chance. What about North Korea? Trump! Oh my gosh. Don't you get sick of it? Aren't you just tired of that nonsense? Like even the game, I get the rest of the game. I love politics and and current events and knowing what's going on and commenting on the things. But that part where they're not held accountable for what they say and do drives me up the wall. So apparently, and I missed this part of the whole Trump thing in uh, North Korea, that he said that they were going to stop war games because they were too expensive. Yeah, too expensive. I don't know how I missed that part of it. Did you? I didn't know that until last night. Well, yesterday. Okay, yeah, I missed it initially, and then I didn't see much extra or new stuff on it yesterday. Um, Yeah, that's crap. 
That's why. But do you still think we need uh, exercises like this? Um, I mean, need. I don't know if that's the right word. Is it a good idea? Possibly. Of I course, mean, it's a good I'm idea. Not, I, I mean, it's not like we absolutely have to have these war games with South Korea. It's paramount. It's one of the key foundations to our national security. No. I mean, is it a good idea? Yeah. I mean, it keeps you in practice. It, it does make a strong showing in the region. Okay, good. I mean, I understand why he put this on the table as part of the negotiations. The real reason is North Korea wants it stopped. We touched on it a little bit yesterday. Um, is it worth pausing them a while for part of the negotiations? All right, if you think you're going to get something done, if that's legitimate, yeah. The truth is they, they don't have these war games nonstop. With South Korea. It happens a couple times a year. Um, every time it does, North Korea gets all ticked off, warns that we shouldn't do it. They launch a couple rockets into the sea. This is standard. Sometimes they'll even fire upon a, a South Korean vessel. This happens all the time. This has been going on for decades. So, good idea. Are there uh, value, Is there value or legitimate reasons why we do it? Absolutely. Paramount? Uh, no. So, okay, that's... That's the truth about it. But for Trump to say it's because it's too expensive is crap. It's uh, it's a lie. It's an outright lie. <laughs> He's lying to you. He's not cared about. He is, does not care about the expense. It's certainly not a priority of his. His administration doesn't. Nobody on Capitol Hill, Democrat or Republican, cares about the expense of this. There's nobody in the government that's going, wow, this stuff gets really pricey. Not happening. And if they are concerned about that, I've got some other fish for them to fry before they get to our joint exercises with South Korea. A couple of other things that are a little bit more expensive and more of a definitive waste. So Trump lying about this uh, as part of his excuse. I don't know why he didn't just stand up and say, listen, it's fine for us to pause these war games for a while. I don't even know when the next ones are, are scheduled. We, uh, they could be scheduled for Tuesday or could have been scheduled for Tuesday or could have been uh, scheduled for November. We don't know. But if he would have just come out and said, yeah, listen, we put these on hold. Uh, the truth is North Korea has always been triggered by this stuff. They're a good idea for us to continue. But I'm willing to just say, hey, we'll pause while we negotiate so they know we're serious about the negotiation. What are we giving up? Any immediate national security? No. Any immediate national security to South Korea? No. We're still in the region. We still have troops in uh, South Korea. We still have troops in Japan. There's troops in Guam. We're all over the region. So to pause them is not a national security threat. If he had said that, I would have said, good, that seems very reasonable. But to say it's because it's too expensive is crap. And then for Lindsey Graham... To call him out on it being ridiculous. Come on, Yes, man. you're right, Lindsey Graham. It's ridiculous. Uh, what is your track record, Lindsey Graham? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Am I right? You yeah, have I'm no credibility right. in this stuff. How do I trust you when you've ripped on this guy nonstop over stuff that doesn't matter, joined with the Democrats to call him uh, the, the worst names and to cast aspersions even though he's done a pretty good job based on what your supposed values are, Republican Lindsey Graham. Again, everybody in D.C., full of crap. It's all BS. Wow. All right. Yeah, we've got um, 
still 30,000 troops in South Korea. Wow, that many? Yeah, there's a lot. Big That's just presence. Americans? Like U.S. troops? Yeah, those are U.S. There could be other uh, yeah. NATO forces or any other allies that are there as well. But yeah, that's it. Uh, unbelievable. Do you see North Korea's claim, though, about it? About no. the uh, So they didn't find out about the summit until it was almost over? You, no. So they found out During? that uh, he was out of the country right when the summit started, which it was fascinating. But then again, it goes with all the control that he has. You know, they don't even know when he's there, when he's not there. But they're not, the North Korean did not know about the summit until the day that the summit started. So they found that out. And then afterwards, uh, they found out that um, uh, Trump has agreed to lift the sanctions, stop war games, and they don't really have to do too much. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not... Wait, wait what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean? Whoa, that's not what we agreed what? on. What? I, didn't you go through four different points uh-huh, yesterday? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I do not remember none of those. About I remember the one of them, but I remember one of those. Yeah, no, uh, we haven't agreed to lift the sanctions. I thought we said we we're going to keep the sanctions. Yeah, we are. They're in place. Uh, but uh, as far as the North Koreans go, yes, Kim Jong-un, your conquering hero, has, has defeated the, the evil left, uh, the evil Western world of America. They've agreed to la- lift the sanctions. That's basically what they were, propaganda that we're lifting the sanctions. Which the funny part about that is, how do you spin that? How do you go to your people and go, okay, they've agreed to lift the sanctions. What are we talking about here when we say sanctions? It's us stopping the world and uh, from giving them aid and not giving them aid ourselves. So we've lifted, it it's primarily comes down to aid, help, support. So what you've said is, I've got them to agree to continue to give us free stuff because we're so incompetent. Do you see what I'm saying there? Yeah. There's a whole piece to it. Why do you, why do you need the aid, North Koreans? Do you... Do, None of them are saying, wow, great, we need the, why do we need the free stuff? You're telling us all the time we're such a strong, vibrant country. Exactly. That's how brainwashed they are. It's just this is a victory instead of stopping and going, why do we need the sanctions, right? Well, or, or why do we need the aid? You always tell me the stories of when they leave North Korea, they just can't be sent to the normal population of South Korea. They can't. They have to go through a camp. They have to go through like, hey, this is what had happened no, for like the last 20 years. Know the truth. So I kind of believe, and it's really interesting because during the whole way that Trump was over there, he was speaking good about Kim. And I was like, are we talking about the same person? Well, and that's, that's one of the frustrating things about Donald Trump. And um, I get it that he does that because exactly. that's who he is and everybody's tremendous and everybody's good. But remember who we're talking about here. We're talking about a little man, uh, uh, an, uh, in almost a true adult because he's like, what, 22? Uh, Kim Jong-un? I don't yeah. know if we know his true age, but the well, speculation that's is too. he's in his, his 20s. Yeah, he's in his 20s. So like, I'm like, how can you tell this? And he's like, oh, he loves his people. That's when he said that. That's when he piss me off right how Which, can you say no. that he loves these people no he loves the regime he loves he, what he's learned yes uh but again uh, it frustrates me when trump says things like that i understand it i don't like it and i couldn't do it it's more lies but it's the lie for the purpose of negotiating it's like this i really don't like somebody that i'm gonna sell a company to or buy a company from or buy a house from or sell a house to i mean they're just terrible terrible people but I'm just going to buy or sell something from them. All right. 
Um, I got to just kind of keep my mouth shut and not go off on them during the deal because I know they're a terrible person just to get it done and move on. All right. You see what I'm saying? There's there's some of that I think most of us can understand. All right. You just kind of shut your mouth and just get the deal done and move on. That's who Trump is with negotiating. He learned that in New York. Right. If, if, they're, if it's not working in your favor or the deal isn't getting done, then you trash the person. Yeah. yeah Personally say whatever. If, uh, if the deal's working, oh, swell, great guy, tremendous, great guy, one of the best. There's no middle ground. It's just he's talking about them like they're the greatest thing. They're my best friend. I have so much respect and love and admiration for them. Like, like, like he's judging their character and past actions. That's that's what it sounds like. See, that's how you and I would operate. If you say, what do you think of Kim Jong-un? I'm going to tell you. If it's in a negotiation, I may keep my mouth shut. Seriously, that's how it would be. Trump does not do that. It's either, if it's going well, he says great things about him. If it's going bad, he says reprehensible things about him, mocks them. And people think that he's saying that as a judgment on their character Based on what he really feels about them. He may not really know them. He may not care. This may be a game. But it's not how you and I act or react to somebody in a situation like that. It's not a judgment of his character. It's just, I'm going to say this because it's deal making. It's the art of the deal. I don't like it. It's just who he is. So when people on the left, oh, look at him. He loves Kim Jong-un and the... uh, um, you know, human rights violations that he treats his people so poorly and he's saying he treat, he loves his people. Yeah, that's crap. He doesn't. He's not necessarily serious about it. What you should be doing is looking at all the people out there that claim that they are worried about human rights violations and never bring up North Korea. Instead, they focus on America. Members of Congress, politicians, Democrats, progressives out there that constantly bring up uh, human rights violations, constantly bring it up when it comes to America because somebody wasn't allowed to stand in a Starbucks and use their facilities without buying something. Human rights violation. Look at North Korea. Now you're concerned with it because you're anti-Trump. Those are the real hypocrites. Those are really the people you need to eyeball and say, that's a problem. It's not Trump. It's not sugar-coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. giant rat is what it is it's a giant rat and you're worried about this despicable creature you're concerned you gave it in a twitter account did you see the wait, raccoon wait, 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 wait you told what oh this is why i hate the world yet it has reason. a twitter account i i this is the stuff i know it's simple and it shouldn't trigger me the way it does but it does in minnesota High up on an office building, I don't know, like 23 stories up. Uh, people noticed that there was a little raccoon on a ledge. Okay. Is he suicidal? Shut up. 
I'm not kidding. Shut up. Is he going to kill himself? Is Probably. He tra- is he trapped? Probably. Okay. Um, he was not placed there. This was not some evil Republican who was torturing animals by taking it a higher building and putting it on a ledge. He got himself up there. Yeah. And at times, animals get themselves into situations, and fine, you go ahead and rescue them. Uh, this is a rat. Raccoons are rats. It should be rat-coon. They're despicable creatures. But people love them because, as I've told you before in the past, they're little bandits. They've got little little masks on. They get the little paws. They're so cute. Have you seen where they live and what they eat? Right. They live in the sewers and eat crap. They eat dirty diapers out of dumpsters. They carry rabies. They're despicable. You know what I feel bad for is possums. Yes. What with the bad name and they're not as cute. And they'll always be plain dead. You see them boom dead. Listen, possums are less despicable than raccoons, but they don't have little masks. They're not little bandits. And they got that weird name what with the apostrophe and it's an O. And Yeah, I never understood the possum. Opossum. Opossum. So anyway, people, the internet melts down because this raccoon is high in the building. Save the raccoon. People started, what are we going to do for the raccoon? It's, it's been up there two days without food. I'll tell you what. Take a poop out on the ledge and he'll be just fine, okay? I'm serious. They're disgusting creatures. Who cares? You know, the lunch you didn't finish, just throw it over. Yeah, let it rot in the refrigerator for about six, seven years, then throw it out there. He'll be tickled pink, okay? Eventually, the firefighters, uh, fire department ended up trying going up and trying to get him out. I think they got him out now. Why the fire department? Because uh, they rescue animals, you know. Animal control. Yeah. Maybe they don't have animal control in Minnesota. I was high in the building, but it's not like they put a ladder up there. They went inside the building. They opened the window. That's where they're at with this thing. Now, this is all annoying how everybody reacts to this stuff and because raccoons are disgusting anyways. But then you know that some of these same hand ringers about, oh, the poor little animal who's out there, whatever, do not care about some of the things we've already laid out this morning, like people ding, dying ding, in ding, North ding. Korea. They're, it's not prioritizing. It's just seeing this stuff, and they are an emotional wreck. Oh, it's an animal who's trapped. Whoop. And the whole world stops. The gears come you know, to a grinding halt, and we have to stop. Yeah, What about money, time, resources that could be spent anywhere else? Anywhere. I would rather the firefighters be lounging around the firehouse making sandwiches and cooking because, you know, they do those things when they're not fighting fires. I'd rather be doing that Yep. than going to an office building and worrying about a friggin' raccoon. And it's just an animal, people. It's, it's got its own uh, Twitter uh, feed as well. Of course. Of course. And the people, all the pictures from the, the, uh, the ledge, him out on the ledge. Let me see if I can find the Twitter account. It's uh, the St. Paul Raccoon 1. Oh, Racco 1. Really? The St. Paul Raccoon was taken? I know. It was taken? Seriously, we got to look that up on Twitter. This is the St. Paul Racco, without a, R-A-C-C-O 1. So the St. Paul Raccoon was taken? Your neighborhood... Spider-Man, I climbed the UBS building once. Sometimes I walk around downtown. Fail. Oh, no. The comments. 
Oh, thank God he's safe. And then the little jokes and other raccoon. Well, if this fulfills your life today, if it uh, makes you feel a little bit better, I guess it's fine. But uh, me, I just find it ridiculous. All right, get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. It's at Chris, uh, Real Chris Cruz at Doc Thompson Show. At Real Chris Cruz at Doc Thompson Show. We're going to break. Come back with more on this, The Morning Blaze. is the morning blaze with doc thompson only on the blaze radio network Thompson. All right, lots of tweets to get to. All kinds of the tweets to get to. It's at Real Chris Cruz at Doc Thompson Show. And this would be where Chris actually shares some of the tweets. Wow, really? What? I'm just. Uh, you don't want to share the tweets? I will share them, but you don't have to say it like that. You knew, you know, that I was not next to you for a little while. And why don't you just get a live read okay, and here, then here's what this. I'll do. Okay, sounds good because you're unprepared. Um, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. No, you are, know what? Were no. you prepared to read the tweets? No, I was not. Okay, so I'm just saying it's you know unprepared. So I'll just move on. I'll give you a little more time to prepare. I'm unprofessional, but just I'll give you some more time. It's fine. Can more time. I'll give you more, a more time. time. I'll give you a little more time to prepare. You should have been prepared. It's unprofessional not to be, but it's okay. Um, in the meantime, I'll tell people about a great business opportunity. This is legit, folks. This is absolutely one of those things that you could do to make a little bit of side cash. Maybe you go big with it. We're all um, open to different possibilities of making money. There's some things I would do for money that you may not, and vice oh, versa. That There's some saying. things that Chris would do for money that most of us would not. We've had this conversation. <clears throat> if it wasn't for our morals... We will be shady, Mac shady face. And Chris and I have this thin moral line that holds us back from um, being dictators. Believe it or not, we might sound crazy right now, but believe it or not, we have. We always talk about it. Like it is this. Crap. Fin, it's it's some of those values we talk about about personal yes. freedom. Like just again, reading about North Korea this morning, it started oh, triggering me. Yeah. What a dirtbag he is, yes. and his people brainwashed. Yes. And I was like, and I got all ticked off again. If it were not for these things, Chris and I would be billionaires oh, having gotten our money from the most unscrupulous I'm ways. I'm sorry, but I think we'll be the George Soros <clears throat> of the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the only we thing. We are able yep. to do that. Yep. But we so decide in, to use our power for good. Right. So instead of uh, making money scamming other people and putting other people in horrible situations, we're willing to do that to ourselves. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. Am, am I right? <laughs> Would you act like a raccoon for a day? Yes. yes. How much? How much money? 10 bucks. Same as downtown. So there's a lot of us that would do a lot of different things for money. And maybe you're looking for that big business opportunity. You're saying, I need to launch an entire business, whatever. Maybe you just need a couple bucks on the side, whatever it is. Well, Earthwater uh, has a, an opportunity for you that could do either one for you. Earthwater is a great product. A lot of you like it like we do around here. You use the product. 
it's an opportunity for you now to make some money with their new Earthwater affiliate program. So when you become an affiliate, you're given the opportunity to share your your ID or link. They give you a special link as an affiliate, and you share that with other people. Basically, you become the marketing, um, uh, an evangelist, so to speak, for for Earthwater. And anytime the people that you tell about it buys, you get a 40% weekly commission on that. 40%. That's huge. That's like almost half. It's gargantuan. Yeah, 40% is almost half. It is really close to half. It's about 10% off from, from half. Anyway, a lot of money that could be made. Uh, obviously, because they tell people as well, and then they share your link, and so on and so forth. So even if you're just an Earthwater user, and you go and buy... Become an affiliate, get the link. Anybody you tell here or there casually that ends up using it down the road, you're going to at least make a couple of dollars, and you really did nothing. We tell people about Earthwater all the time. All the time. I, w- I was visiting a, uh, a place of business, a factory yesterday, and they had Earthwater there. Uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Tom. They only had not just one. They had multiple cases everywhere. I was like... Where are we right now? This, this is not Earthwater because I've been to the Earthwater facility. Right, right. This is not it. How in like, the world did you guys get is. so many waters? It's yeah, I would just expect <laughs> it to be as popular. I mean, it's still relatively unknown. Yes. They're trying to promote themselves. So there's an example. How many cases they have there? Ten cases. Great. You end up saving yourself forty percent. This is how it works. So even if you're just a user of Earthwater, you like the product like we do, if you want a a small little side income or a big business, this is an opportunity for you. And all you have to do is become the marketing end. That's it. You don't have to ship the orders. It's all done through Amazon. It's all going to be taken care of with free shipping, free handling. There's no monthly minimum you have to reach. None of that. You simply tell people about the product. You get a commission. That's all it is. Easy. Sign up at uh, theblaze.teamearthwater.com. That's theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Why not get a link? Why not just get it done? Just do it. It's, um, it's interesting because, and you can see what they're doing here. If you're listening, you're going, why are they doing this affiliates program? In today's world, it is very, very difficult to get your name and product information out there. We talk about it all the time. It's part of the reason we do our Building Americas. Very difficult. This is one of the... Best and fastest ways to grow a new product like this. And cheap for the um, for the company. Right. They don't have to go and pay, oh, we got to pay a billboard. Oh, we have to no, do some they TV essentially commercials. pay people to spread the word yeah. for them. It's word of mouth, which is more effective. It's one of the most effective forms of advertising, if you can get people to do it. That's the reason really successful brands... We had the we talked about the brand managed uh, over the last year with the book Friction and other oh, stuff. Oh yeah, where you build these passion brands. Yeah, Starbucks for a long time within its sphere of influence was a passion brand. Mm-hmm. Yeti before they trashed the NRA, they were a was a brand. passion mm-hmm. brand for a lot of people. There's a lot of products. That's what they're trying to do. It becomes the the word of mouth. So they're like, listen. We'll go ahead and take care of you if you're willing to spread the word and you can make money and make money off of those people. So that's the reason they're doing it. It's theblaze.earthwater.com. Sign up today. Theblaze.earthwater.com. Did I do that right? Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Thank you. Uh, You got a nice, interesting tweet, Doc Thompson, because Doc's tiny sack, tweeting out what I learned today. Yes. Doc's tiny sack. Again, more admirers. Yes, Doc Thompson. Everything has a Twitter account these days. And I'll say that again. That was from Doc's Tiniest Sack. Uh, International House of Doc tweeting out what I learned today. What? What will Chris Cruz do for money? Hey, 
It's twenty bucks. Yeah. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks. I am I am there, Doc Thompson. By the I way, about you, what's the I'm amount there. of money? I mean, that you have to let's just say find on the street that really makes you excited. <coughs> I, I've told you before. If I see pennies on the ground, I pick them up. I say twenty bucks. I found a quarter a couple weeks ago Ooh, nice. and was like, uh, "Wow, that's nice." If I find a dollar or two, I was like, "Ooh, that's nice." You know, I think anything but about how much, twenty. How much are you like? Yes, twenty. Because I'd done that, I think it was a couple of days ago, I went to the store, and I was at the 7-Eleven, just put my hand in my pocket, boom, 20 bucks. Then I know what I had in, in, the, in my pocket. Yeah, that makes me excited when I find money in my clothes that yeah. I didn't know. But I knew it was my money, so it's not as good as finding it somewhere See, else. See, not for me, because I forgot. I was like, whoa, thank it's you. Still, oh, no, it's still good, but I was like, hey, this is cool. Oh, it was kind of yours anyways. You were the <laughs> dumbass that lost it in the first place. But, okay, it's nice. <laughs> Are we all in agreement that... The more money you find, your level of excitement is exponential. It doesn't just yes. increase, it mushroom clouds. Yes. So, it's like a nuke bomb. Right. So the difference between finding $10 versus 5 isn't double the happiness. No. It's like six times the happiness. Yes. And 20 versus 10 is like 10 times on that, yes. right? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. So yes, yes. I'm going to be honest. <clears throat> I find a buck or two on the street. I'm pretty happy. Oh. If I find yeah. green, yeah. That's a coffee Five right there. bucks. I'm happy. Ten. I get twenty, and it's it's on. I get twenty. Twenty is the all right. Okay, if you get, if you get twenty, what do you mean by it's on? Like, what are you gonna do? I mean, that's like really changed my day. Oh, okay. So you go to Mojo Fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, so that's, that's automatic. A, that's right Mojo at the, the Mojo Five O level, right there. Yeah. Mm. Um. But um. Yeah, five ten. I'm happy, but that doesn't necessarily change my day. A mm. hundred. Oh well. I may not kick the dog and beat the wife that day. I mean, that's, uh, you go home and you're like, you know what? Today, I do not beat the wife and I do not kick the dog. That's, <coughs> are you allowed to joke about things like that? Yes, you are. Okay, In this good. program, you are. Good. Okay, good, yes. good, good. Uh, I don't need a disclaimer or something. For what? You didn't okay, say anything good, wrong. Good, good. Um, yeah, that's, that's the level where I'm like, okay. What is, you see a duffel bag, you open it up, you found X amount of money. Do you return? Is there like above something like, okay, $250,000? Yeah, I'm going to return. All right, because 20 bucks in the street, you're not searching for the owner. Yes. Right? I mean, if you're in a crowd and it's underneath something, it's like on some guy's foot and maybe it's his, you know. Ooh, no. No. If it looks like it could be his, you know. Chris Cruz, my shady face, will make it Money in public is just yours. It's mine. Okay, gotcha. Yes, as long as it's not in your pocket or wallet. All right. It's mine. Yeah, twenty bucks. I'm not tracking down the uh, the the owner because it's some old lady who can't make her house payment. Yeah. And you just like it's you know twenty bucks is, but it's twenty bucks, twenty bucks. But yeah. you know, um, how much before I was like, ooh, this is somebody's mortgage. Yeah. It's into the thousands. Into probably. The thousands. I mean, a couple of hundred dollars you find over. You're We're like, talking eh. cash here. We're not talking like a like a like a cashier's <clears throat> check or right, and not in an yeah. envelope yeah. where you know somebody's water bills with mm-hmm. it or something. Yeah. You're just. Yeah, it's got to probably be into the thousands before I was like, wow, this is somebody's like mortgage or life savings mm-hmm. or something. I, and I don't mean that in an unscrupulous way. Maybe it is. I just wouldn't, it wouldn't trigger. Like 400 bucks is like somebody dropped $400 out of their wallet. Mm. That sucks, you know? Yeah. You know? All right. Uh, how much money before it changes your life? It changes my complete life. Yeah, your life is changed. I mean, where you're like, okay, everything shifts in my life. Not not that you necessarily can retire, but your life is forever altered. 
it changes, uh, you know, uh, course where you're everything. living, your course of your life, how everything. It's got to probably be into the. Um, it's going to be into the six figures. For yeah, me. I was going to. So anything if, above a hundred. If you hit the lottery, you found fifty thousand dollars today. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's going to be spectacular. Oh, yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to make. Oh my gosh. That money is going so far, and oh, I'm gonna sleep good for the oh next my month. Gosh. Next month, I'm like, yes. I need a roof on my house. I got all kinds of stuff. Do you fix I'm a window? Like, oh, which one? The one in Cubby's room, or no, Wyeth room? Do you oh, fix that window? No. Oh fix- yeah, yeah, we got uh, yeah, we got those done. Yeah, okay. I paid those ones. The AC? Off. No, there's Do you other fix ones. The AC? I got the AC. I Did you get your roof. sprinkler system checked by the city? And inspect gosh, it. I did. Did I bring all those up? Oh, yes, you did. Oh, my gosh. You add them all up. <laughs> those are all issues over the last whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you fit. cancel the pay insurance? All right. I told my wife last week it's August. August, it's on. Okay. But yeah, remember, you had to be like 30 days 30 out days or whatever. Out, yeah. So, I just reminded her, said she was checking on it. I got it every day. It comes up on my calendar okay. now. Every day it's up there. So, I give her another day or two and then it becomes. I'm gonna do the next. Yeah, for thing. me, I think it's a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, fifty thousand um, isn't gonna do. No, it. no, um, fifty thousand will. Okay, fifty thousand will clear all my debt. Yeah, I'm gonna pay off some debt. I'm gonna uh, put a roof on my house. I'm gonna do that yeah. stuff. It's just nice. Hundred thousand goes to the mortgage. Doesn't completely pay it off, but starts changing starts all shifting. of that. Well, because then I could uh, bring the price down. I get from a PMI, all of that stuff, or whatever. So yeah, that's. Uh, Probably going to be about that. Because I don't. Uh, uh, then people, the next step up is a few hundred thousand yeah. or whatever, where you can, where I completely pay the house off, pay the cars off, yeah. a quarter million, go on a nice yeah. vacation. Yeah. And by know. the way, uh, the best feeling is when you send the last payment for the car. Oh, it feels so good. Yeah, that's uh, it that's feels good. So good. Hmm. How about seven hundred thousand dollars? No, you're not going to see me here. Uh, no, I'd still work for seven hundred thousand. No. Well, I'm saying you won't see me here. Oh, you'll still work. You'll be uh, you'll be in that couch interviewing me as a Build in America segment. Oh, because you start the building. Yeah, oh, yeah, seven hundred thousand is enough for my business. Today's world, um, to really be comfortable, to have a certain level of freedom, you know, that we dream of, you probably need to be at a couple of million. Oh yeah, because what you want to yeah. do, you want to be able to pay off your bills, pay off your house if done right. And you're not, you know, living outside your means. You pay off your house or buy a house if you don't own now for a few hundred thousand dollars, something nice, whatever it is that's your ideal. Uh, pay off your cars, pay off debt, whatever that is. So maybe you have a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt or 50 grand or whatever, a couple hundred thousand for the house. So you need, depending upon your situation, you know, a couple hundred to 500,000, let's say. So you take care of all that. And then you need a million to $2 million in the bank just to live off the interest. So you have low expenses because you paid off your debt, your house is paid off, your cars are paid off, and you need to have you know six figures coming in in interest. Over the long haul, um, if you can get 6%, which in the short term right now, that's kind of difficult, but in the long haul, smart investors, you can get 5 6%. That gives you $50,000, $60,000 per year in interest per million. Wow. Yeah, so you're like, okay, a couple million in the bank. That's you should be able to have eight hundred to a million in, in or eight hundred eighty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars in interest every year. Oh wow! <clears throat> so if you have no expenses because your house and car and everything's paid off, that's that's nice, right? Yeah, that is. He's so that's there. the that's the bottom rung of financial security where you can retire and still do everything you want and no worries. That's the bottom rung right there. That's mm. the goal. Got to mm. get to that uh, 
Two million net worth. And they always say the first meal is the hardest. It was for me. It was for me. To blow the first million, <laughs> that was the hardest part. That was the second million now that I have a wife. That's, that's been really easy. That's just going like that or whatever. That's easy. Uh, I get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. So somebody around the office texts me yesterday. Okay. And they're like, is there a concern with Riduzone? I don't know. They were very concerned about one of our clients, Riduzone. Concern? That makes me concerned. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I'm thinking back. I was like, no, no Riduzone's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, the product? I thought like, you know, they found out some secret study done. And I was like, no, what are you? T-? And they're like, well, no, with, with you guys on the air with Riduzone. And I was like. Still no, again, Riduzone's awesome. I don't get it. They're like, because you, you said something about the name yesterday. Oh, yeah, they I have love. a horrible name. And I go. They have a horrible yeah, name. Yeah, I don't. I like the zone part. And yes. I kind of get the rid. Together, the rid. I know what they're going like, rid yourself maybe yeah. or something. And I like the word zone. That's kind yeah. of a power word. I said, but right off, we've told you, it's not the best name. No. I mean, in a 10 being the perfect name for a product or whatever, I'll give them a Seven. five. Ooh. Give them a five. They're right in the middle, but mm. maybe a four. It's mm. not great. No. But the product's awesome. Oh, it works. Yeah. Now, the canine lean that they're launching for their dogs, mm-hmm. which should be out anytime now, uh, canine lean, that's not too bad. No, that is not too bad. Because dogs lean canine lean canine or whatever. Canine lean, yes. And it's the same product, but they tailor parts of it to dogs, so there's stuff in it that you know they're uh, more willing to eat, you know, flavors and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, so I was like, I text them back, I go... I just started laughing. I go, no, we've talked about that from the beginning. That Actually, we don't we, love the name. We told them in their face when they were here for well, that's Visit what America. I said. I told them I don't. I don't love the name. I said, and that's another way the audience knows that they can trust us about stuff because we're going to call it out if we don't like something on it. You should definitely use the product. The product awesome. It though. works. What you want to do though, when you when you have it like on the kitchen counter or something like that, and people come over, put something over the label, or just so write people don't new. see the name yeah. or, or a name in you yeah, want, relabel it, yeah, relabel it. it, you know, Doc Zone, whatever. <laughs> well, that's pretty awful too. Whatever you come up with, you know, you could Doc Zone as long as you go to riduzone.com. R I D U riduzone.com. Were they going for rid yourself of it? Is that it? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Here's what it is. It's a weight loss supplement that's going to help you out. You, uh, when you use it, it gives you a full feeling and also boosts your metabolism. So because of the full feeling, you're simply not as uh, interested in eating. And because of the metabolism boost, it's actually burning more fat and calories. So you're losing weight. It's the one-two punch that you need to change your life and finally lose the weight. Unfortunately, when you're dieting, the problem is any results are delayed. So you're like, I've been working out and I've been eating right for a week and I haven't seen any results. I'm just going to give up. No, that's when you were just going to start seeing the results a week or two in, right? Once you start seeing the results, it gets a little bit easier. And if you're changing your lifestyle, once you get, you know, six, eight months into this, whatever is a, I've completely, because it takes a long time to suddenly say I'm not, or to, to sustain, I'm not going to eat as much bad stuff. I'm going to eat healthier. It takes a long time and you're, you're physically craving all of those things. You need something to help you out, and that's where Riduzone comes in. It's brand new tech they developed a couple of years ago, and finally Riduzone, the folks at Riduzone, came up with a not horrible but not great name, Riduzone. Great product. And said, we can bring this to market in spite of the obvious flaw with the name. 
They said, we can do this. So go to RidUZone.com. Try it today. Trust me, you're going to love the product. Bring it up. You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. With Doc All right, in our continuing effort to help you find ways to make money and talk about some cool new tech and stuff that's out there, uh, we are uh, cryptocurrency enthusiasts or fans or at least interested in it, right? Yeah, Bitcoin's had some better days, <laughs> yes. uh, but still is up significantly over the last couple of years. Are you still in the game? Yeah, I have a little bit in there. Okay. I did pretty well. I cashed out a good chunk of it when it went up a little bit. So I didn't, you know, make thousands of dollars, but I did okay. Um, and then I left. Uh, I think I have a, I don't know, a tenth of a coin or something. Oh what no, I'm I still have? all in. Wait a minute, I should still I? buy some. Do I have a little? How much do I have in there? Yeah, I have like a tenth of a coin in that. But I have a bunch of others. I have. Oh probably... yeah, you got the popcorn. Do you have the pink coin? Okay, popcorn? here's the thing. Doge coin. I did. I have like. Like 20 of those. Yes. And I started with like, you know, 50 bucks in each one yeah. or something like that. And then a uh, couple of the others like uh, Litecoin and that. So most of those are stored in a separate account yes. uh, through uh, Polyenix, uh, yes, whatever Poly, it is. Yeah. I haven't been able to get in my Polyenix account because I lost the authenticator when I changed my phone over. Yes. So I wanted to check it. I just forgot about it and said, let's see where this thing goes. By the way, that's how most of people lose their coin wallets is because uh, that right there. Right. And then I see Dennis Rodman with Wearing a shirt, shirt that says pot coin. Pot coin. <laughs> yes, okay. sir. And I'm like, okay, since it's out there, maybe it's spiked and I should sell. Yes. I can't get into my account. Of course. So I don't even know. Because <laughs> remember I changed my phone like yes, three weeks did. ago? Yes. Okay. Oh. And I, for some reason the authenticator yeah. didn't transfer. Like the app's there, but I can't log in or something it's just screwed up so i tried to log in and then it's like okay you need to wait and so i waited a day and i tried and i screwed up and i waited a day and then i just forgot about it because i'm on a vacation right so i don't even know if i have popcorn but i think i do yeah you did i remember because you said because it sounded cool because you it's so weird how you bought those other coins because you bought it by the name well, yeah, it's all marketing. None of it yeah. means anything. But did you see coin. Ethereum Classic is going to get added a Coinbase? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. See, okay, so did it spike? Do we even know what Potcoin went up? Oh, I don't know if Potcoin went up, but I know Ethereum Classic went up. Oh, son of a... It went eater. from $12 <laughs> to $16. So... So then uh, Mordecai tells me of a new uh, kind of a storage venue, uh, Mike, for... Yep. Um, musicians where they can put their stuff up that's tied with cryptocurrency yeah it's called tune c-h-o-o-n okay and um tune.com i'm guessing uh i think it's like tune.co because it's uh overseas and um some artist who was really into the cryptocurrency game combined uh, combined music streaming and paying artists with cryptocurrency and he's using blockchain and stuff like that so not everybody can do it yet but eventually they'll roll out to everybody yeah you need an invitation code they just started like spring 2018 okay so they'll be going massive probably mm-hmm. in the next year yeah um by the way popcorn 
Don't worry about it. You're good. Am I good? Didn't yeah. spike? No, oh, negative 12 point. <laughs> okay, then I'm good. All right, that's good. It makes me feel better. I can't get into my account. Meanwhile, the others have all taken off. I got 75 million right this second. A week from now, I'll owe them 50 bucks. Uh, but no, what's really cool is to see some of these different technologies combining now. People say, I'm going to take cryptocurrency and then combine it with some of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so many cool ideas yeah. out there. There's a lot of good stuff. So uh, I'm glad that uh, reminded me because I need your help uh, getting into the account. Of course you do. This. Oh. All right, Grandpa. So I'm going to need some help. <laughs> Let me I get can't get the authenticator. If I can get that back, I'll be all set. I'll help you out, Grandpa. This <laughs> is a computer. That's fine. And you call w- me what you want w- as long w- as you get w- me back <laughs> into the account. These I may have keys. some money in there. Just... Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Do you want to talk about Bill or Chelsea? Oh, no matter what, I'm still in the Clinton family. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do you Bill. Get, you want to do Bill? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we do that, do you want to get some tweets in, though, with the hashtag, what I learned today? Uh, no, I'm good. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. You're not prepared again? I'm not prepared again. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to be prepared again? I wish you would. Okay. But, Jamie Solution tweeting out what I learned today. At least now we know why Doc Thompson always lets the cat out of the bag. He can't help it. He got a small sack. The sack is small, and therefore the cat must come out. Yes, yes, yes. I just love that one. You know, maybe we didn't need to read tweets. Maybe we should just, no, no, I think we're done. Are you sure? Yeah, maybe we're done with tweets. Okay. I mean, if those are going to be the caliber of tweets you're reading. Well, you know, you got James in Louisiana saying, do you still think, uh, do you still have your old phone, Doc? You can connect Wi-Fi without having service and use it like a tablet. Do you still have your old phone, Doc? I do. Wait. Are you kidding me? What? I showed you how to sell that stupid brick. I know, and they only wanted to give me 40 bucks for it. <clears throat> okay, mister. What? What else do you want? No, I just, it, it's, in, it's in perfect condition. So you think you deserve more? I looked online, and one of the online companies was going to give me almost 80 bucks for it. Did you send it? No. Okay, so now you you don't you don't have forty or eighty. Okay, Chris wanted me to use the little machine the that you plug Walmart, into yeah. in front of Walmart. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I drove out of my way to find one at the Walmart. You what? Excuse me, Doc Thompson. I sent you. The, it's like a mile away, right here. That one didn't have one. Whatever it was, you. it didn't work. Okay. But anyways, All I right. found All one. Right. Okay, plug it in, go through the whole rigmarole, and it's like thirty nine dollars or something. And I was like. Oh. It's so much easier just to let them take it for 39 and I'm done with it. But I just got to look online and see if it's worth more. So I look online and it was almost 80 bucks. Okay. Like double. I was like, yes. Okay. Good for you. So I fill out the little thing and it was right before I went on vacation. You got to mail it in and you have time certain amount, like a week to mail it. 
And then I had to mail it FedEx, and we don't get FedEx here. We just do UPS here. So, I mean, I had to make a special trip to FedEx thing. We can't get FedEx here. We just, just said, hey, Chris, I need to send FedEx. And I'd be like, okay, Doc. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Well, that's what you get for not asking. So then I was like, oh, um, I'll mail it. And then I went on vacation, and it's still in my car. <laughs> so now that I know, I'll just have to re-sign up. And to the, uh, to the uh, James question, um, I clear his phone. So his phone is back to factory settings. So there's nothing you could do with right. do crypto. Yep, exactly. So that's it. No, it's fine. It was fine on my phone. I just, we had already cleared it. Yeah. So I'm not going to be able to do that though. So you're the one who screwed me on it. Oh, I knew. Somehow I knew this was going to be my fault. I'm just saying it would you know, be in fine condition. Listen, if you have phone trouble, I get an easy solution for you. Sign up for a Patriot Mobile account. Oh, uh, TechRoot, did you switch to Patriot Mobile? You complaining yesterday for your service. Right, exactly. Did you switch? Just go to patriotmobile.com slash doc. They have a great deal. $20 unlimited plan starts at just $20. <laughs> $20. 20 bucks is 20 bucks, yeah. right? And it's $6 for the phones. You're already 26 in and you're already saving money. Yeah, $6 for an iPhone uh, 6S or uh, a J7 uh, Samsung, whatever that is. I'm guessing that's a pretty legit phone. It's part of the G7 Summit. Okay, good. Yeah. The J7 it's uh, a little bit better than the G Summit. G7's great until they come up with J7. Not not uh, G8, because we know that goes the other way. Yes, yes, yes. Go to patriotmobile.com slash doc. Patriotmobile.com slash doc. We've told you about them. They're the only non-progressive uh, mobile phone company in America today. They're actually conservative, libertarians. They think like you know we do. It's about freedom and free markets. These are their core values. And they're out there fighting for it. Every company has the cost of doing business. They donate to charities. They put their money into certain things in the community. Patriot Mobile is no exception. They just put them into things that you and I support. Yeah. As opposed to most companies that are putting in things that are going to work against you. Just trust me. You'll love the company. They've got tremendous coverage. You don't have to worry about, well, what about cell phone gaps and holes and whatever? Is no. Patriot Mobile, nobody knows no, them. No, they're Everybody out there. Them. You're going to have no trouble no, with them. I haven't had any issues. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Also, great customer service as well. You can also call 800-APATRIOT. Sign up today. It only takes a couple of minutes on the mm-hmm. phone or online at PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Uh, you, a lot of pictures of food for our next segment. Um, but Florida men saying, Doc Thompson can't find a Walmart in Bentonville. You're doing it wrong, man. No, no, no. This was in Texas, and it was the certain little machine that's needed in yeah, front a, of Walmart. Yeah. It's not yeah. in every Walmart. No, it's Walmart. not a Walmart. No, it's not in every Walmart. Oh, uh, trust me. The, the Walmarts and Sam's Clubs in Bentonville, it's like Neiman Marcus. <laughs> you go there, there's guys in tuxes that are uh, uh, valeting your car. Really? Red like, carpet treatment. Yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. you told me, I think it was a couple of days ago, you told me that Walmart's doing the whole um, culinary school. I mean, not Walmart, but yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm obviously exaggerating a bit about the upscale nature of Walmart and Sam's Club <laughs> in Bentonville, but they are different. Sam's Club is a uh, the one that's a couple miles from my house in Bentonville. Is uh, they have a sushi bar, mm-hmm. hand cut steaks and meat right there. I don't mean just like okay, you got the butcher that puts the stuff out. Um, fresh seafood. They've got. Wow. Yeah, it's like mm. a farmer's market type oh, thing. I love And this is stuff. what they're likely going to try to expand to across the country at some of this. Um, and Walmart's more legit with that stuff, too. Yeah, because I've seen a little neighborhood markets 
with Walmart, and I was really interested because they got really those as well. They, yeah, they've got the 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 supermarket that is separated from Walmart mm-hmm. in the neighborhood markets. I think they've got a couple of those around here too. Yeah, I saw them. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm saying. I saw them over here, and, and they actually do a really good job. Do they're, they? Yeah, I haven't been one of them. They're pretty legit. I mean, they don't have the variety um, or some of the things like a Kroger does, but the prices are cheap, and they have um, a very controlled uh, number of items. Mm. So it's a little bit smaller, but legit. Price is really solid. Um, but the Walton family has teamed up with a culinary school in Bentonville. Okay. And it may be indirectly teamed up with them, like some of their foundational mm. money or whatever. And some um, there's a community college up there that's part of it. So they took over an old Tyson plant, I think it was. Ooh. You know, thousands of square feet. And What did they do with the chicken? Renovated it. Well, they have other plants out there. So they removed the chicken, I'm guessing, and sterilized it. And then renovated the entire thing into a culinary school. That is so cool. Which is amazing. You've been It in? is beautiful. I've been um, in part of it. Okay. They just opened parts of it uh, first of the year. Maybe it was last fall anyways they had this big outdoor burger festival in the parking lot have me yep and i didn't even know about it but i was traveling that week and i get home my wife goes hey um do you want to go over they're having this well (laughs) normally i'm like oh crud do i want to go over to this it's a burger fest yes Yes. and i go and then i thought i go wait a minute how much are tickets i got them free at work yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) so we got to sample all the restaurant burgers around town it was it was awesome um but it was in the like uh parking lot and neighboring community of this so i've got to go in through part of where they had some of it and they just keep building it and it's beautiful within the next five to ten years maybe not even that long it will be the premier culinary school in america you think so without question the way they're pouring it in and patrick knows the chefs that are involved in it you've got the former uh, corporate chefs of people like tyson and mm. now consult all these restaurants and all these others um and huge name chefs and celebrity chefs that are coming in and teaching and stuff doing you know courses spectacular beautiful so wow. it's pretty cool that's pretty cool and patrick's coming some of it um he's actually working some things with his new platform spoonie and we'll mm-hmm. talk to him about later uh with some of the people in the community that have been involved there, mm. which is pretty legit. Okay, what did you say, Bill or Chelsea? Bill. <clears throat> Bill Clinton uh, has his little book out. Yeah, the fictional book with right? James Patterson. That he's a part of, that yes. he consulted on. Yes. And uh, while I was on vacay, yes. he uh, stepped in it last week a couple of times <laughs> and then tried to uh, clean it up by stepping in it again yes. and then said, wait a minute, Stop let me it. go ahead and clean this all up and say something else. That will get me in trouble. Yes. And that was pretty much it. So they've moved on. Good. He's moved on. And they canceled the tour for a little bit. Right. They did. Yes. And he was interviewed again, I think, by Judy Woodruff. Is she uh, PBS? PBS. Yes. She, and he had uh, some things to say. She okay. asked him about the whole Me Too thing. Oh, Now, gosh. keep in mind, he should have been prepared for the Monica question Me yes. Too at the beginning. Yes. Then after he screwed up, he should have been prepared again. He was not. And then he should have been prepared again. Where is his handler? And they finally said, it's not working. Let's you know take him off the tour. We'll regroup, teach him what he can and can't say. And he goes and does the interview, and she asked him about it. Yes. I assume you think that what happened with you was more serious than what happened with Senator, former Senator Al Franken. He was driven from office from the U.S. Senate. So norms have changed. Do you think that's a good thing? Well, uh, I, in general, I think it's a good thing, yes. I good, think good. it's a good thing that we, 
we should all have higher standards. I think the norms have really changed in terms of what you can do to somebody against their will, how much you can see, crowd their space. See right there. Wait, 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 hold on wait, wait, a second. Hold on. What? So things have, times have changed about what you can do to somebody against their will. It's not the 90s no. anymore, Chris. Oh, my gosh. You what's, a, what's the matter? Nothing has changed. He got changed. it. perfect. No means no. Right, of course. It's not the 90s anymore. No. So, Doc Thompson, yeah. if I'm trying to you know, say, hey, girl, what are you doing? In the 90s, and she says no. Okay. Oh, in the 90s, you could do anything against anybody's sure? will. Because I was only like maybe two in the 90s. Oh, two to, you no. Know. See, there was the happy salad days uh, so for rapists do, in the 90s. You, you could anything grab against anybody their will. and grab them by yeah, the And it wasn't just a sexual or rape, but if you just smack them around, you could beat them. Pat in the butt? Yeah, men to just punch another man, women, anybody, anything you wanted to do against their will. Rob you them. could do. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the Wild West in the 1990s. I don't think he remembered the 90s as... Is it the 1990s or the 1790s, Bill? Or the 1490s. Was this in uh, North America, <laughs> South America? What do you... So... Wow! Back that up about five seconds. Times have changed in regards to what you could do to somebody against their will. What you can do to somebody against their will, how much you can crowd their space, make them miserable at work. You don't have to physically assault somebody to make them... Uh, you know, uncomfortable at work. Okay, or in- hold on a second. Hold on. What you could do against their will. Okay, so if you just wanted to say times have changed about crowding someone at work or whatever, even that's a failure because yeah. we've always had those standards. In mm-hmm. fact, um, they're more loose now in some ways. Hey, got to make a cake for me, right? I mean, there's some yeah. of those things. But still tied to what you could do to somebody against mm-hmm. their will. So you know what against their will means? No, I don't think he does. And I'd be willing to bet that Juanita Broderick would uh, testify to that. Where's her flowers? Justice? There Where's we go. Uh, you know, uncomfortable at work or in, at home or in their utter just walking around. Uh, that, I think, is good. Hold on. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got to give me that one, he's one more gl- time. He's glad times have... Keep in mind, folks. He was somebody who did things against people's will. Yes. Uh, that I think is good. Right. And now he's saying that's good. Good. It's good that it's changed. He could have changed. He, he could have not done this. But you don't understand, guys. Back in the 1990s, I had to do those things. In order to be a man in debt. In, in, to be I successful, right? I, I was not going to be able to put food on the table for my family unless I did things against people's will. I became president. Right. You had to do things. But I'm glad now times have changed and people no longer have to do those things. Oh, you I'm glad. I'm glad. He could have just changed, yes. you know, but okay. And it, it goes back to what Joe Behar said on The View. Bill Clinton lowered the standards of the presidency after what he did. There it is. So he goes on to explain how about Al Franken and some of the differences there. Mm -hmm. Now, do you remember the allegations against Al Franken? Yes, it was a picture that came up. The first thing was a picture of him on a USO tour. Mm -hmm. A female that was on tour with him was sleeping. They're on the flight back. She was tired from the travel. And he takes the picture of him, honka honka, on her breasticles. And she was wearing a vest. What is that? The flight? The flag vest. Flag vest. Mm -hmm. Um, He may have actually been touching her chest Mm -hmm. or the whatever. Mm -hmm. It looks like, you know, you can't really tell if he's actually touching or he's no, just you very can't. close. No, you can't. But even so, just acting like it mm-hmm. is inappropriate, we yes. know. Um, he poo-pooed that, shot it down, and then other allegations about 
him and sexual improprieties popped up. We mm-hmm. never got full details no, of the other didn't. ones. He was just done and gone. All okay. we know is like he made statements and he was like, I will leave by the end of my turn. He just didn't want it to all come out, right? I mean, that's... All right. Yeah. So uh, she kind of asked him to comment or he commented, Bill, mm-hmm. on Al Franken now no longer being in office. Listen. Uh, I think that... I'll be honest, the Franken case for me was a difficult case, a hard case. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, I got to get that in, first of all. Plus, I got to do that on my own comment. Um, It's a difficult case? No. No. How is it a difficult You just said it's good that times have changed. Hashtag me too. Al Franken, photographic evidence doing something that, by today's standards, by Bill's progressive standards, is unacceptable and the other allegations unacceptable it's a difficult case no if you're a progressive it should not be a difficult case if you're the one that's fanning the flames of hashtag me too and time's up it should be real simple al should have gone it's not what he said here's what he bail said i'll be honest the franken case for me was a difficult case a hard case there may be things i don't know but i i Maybe I'm just an old-fashioned person, but I, it seemed to me that there were 29 women on Saturday Night Live that put out a statement for him, and that the first and most fantastic story was called, uh, I believe, into question. Too late to wade into it now. And I think it's a grievous thing to take away from the people a decision they have made, especially with his election coming up again. Uh, but it's done now, and I think that all of us should just be focusing on how to do better now, how to go forward. So, maybe he's just old-fashioned, but 29 women came forward and got his back. How is that old-fashioned? Hmm. You mean like good old boy network? And maybe you're old-fashioned, so you really don't want times to change. Yeah, Saying you're old-fashioned goes against everything you've just said. And then you said... Well, 29 women came forward on Saturday Night Live and got his back. So what you're saying is if somebody is raped, truly, as long as you get 29 people to come through and go, swell guy, I never had trouble with them. You're clear? Nah, he's standards. Yes, Doc Thompson. That women shouldn't be believed. Yep. Yep. And these are the people that say they're the champions of women. Okay, okay. And then he goes on to say that... Well, the one woman was called into question. So now you're saying these are just allegations. Well, let me ask you, Bill Clinton, where were you on every other sexual impropriety allegation for people on the right? Roy Moore. What about those? You weren't saying, well, these are just allegations. Remember, one of those allegations we have a picture of, but they're just allegations. So, Bill... Sorry, I'm glad times have changed that you can't just do things against people's will. I'm just old-fashioned. Throws all of that out. <laughs> as long as uh, some women come forward and say, hey, he's cool. 29. Then it's cool. 29, is that the 29, number? 29, that's does, the number. Does it have to be 29? It has to be 29. Or he was just saying 29 did and that's plenty. No, 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 is, no. Is the number actually 13 and they just overdid it? No, it's 29. I heard from a former president, okay, 29. Okay, it's 29. That's what your takeaway is. Yes. Okay. And then finally... And, you know, these are all just allegations anyways when it's a Democrat. Let's go to a break. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. 
This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. It's amazing. All right, I get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. All right, we have to get to Chelsea Clinton now. We uh, talked about Please, Bill. please. Chelsea Clinton, Bill's daughter, allegedly. Alleg- thank you. Thank you. No, not that it, the Bill's part's not the alleged. It's the daughter part that's alleged, oh. in my mind. Oh, no, I'm on the other side. I don't know how she identifies. Anyway. <laughs> A guy on Twitter who has only tweeted about now 1,200 times. Not a lot. 1,200. Oh, that's not a little a over 1,000. Yeah. I have like 100,000. And uh, now has about 125 followers, but yesterday had about 20. Okay. 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 <clears throat> tweeted at the time he only had about 20 followers. A reply to a Chelsea Clinton tweet. Okay. His reply was a meme that compared her to Howdy Doody. <laughs> that triggered a response from her. Now, remember, she's replying to a meme. I'm guessing okay. a lot of memes have been tweeted to her over the years. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. She's replying to a guy who at the time only had 20 followers. Okay. And he'd only tweeted about 1,200 12, times. 12, yeah. Okay. And she responded, thanks to Richard... That was his name. Okay. And all the people on Twitter who've compared me to Howdy Doody. I now know a bit about him, including that he stood up, meaning Howdy Doody, okay. to bullies and believed in being kind to animals. I'm always happy to be on the side of an allyship and kindness. Thanks again. Um... Number one, Chelsea, uh, I never realized until I saw this. Oh, my gosh. You look like Howdy Doody. You look so much like Howdy Doody. I can't believe all those years of her growing up in the White House. I never realized she looks like Howdy Doody. She does. Number two, uh, you are completely triggered by this. Oh, oh. Oh my goodness. You responded yes. to a guy like this. This got you. And by the way, if you're not verified, you just get everybody's. Right. If you're verified, you don't get them. So you actually have to be in the lookout. Yeah, she was looking for this and, and got that triggered by it. Wow. All right. Now, being triggered by it, as soon as you respond to something like this, it's known it bothered you. Mm-hmm. Something like this, right? It's a picture of you. And then what do you do? You try to defend Howdy Doody. Sorry, fail, sweetheart. Yeah. It's a fail. And by the way, did we forget that he's a puppet? Yeah, he's a yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like in twenty eighteen, by the way, a nineteen sixties puppet. <laughs> I feel like in twenty eighteen, we have to clarify things like you know, it's just a sandwich, right? You know, it's just peanut butter. Yeah, it's you know, just, it's just a it's puppet. just a puppet. By the way, Howdy Doody wasn't even part of my generation. It was the generation before. Wow. Like, even my older siblings missed out on Howdy Doody. So, this would be like your parents. 
Yeah, yeah, they, it kind of, they were kind of too old for it. it was right okay. there in the gap. Yeah, my eldest siblings may kind of remember, but not really. I don't know this gen- this puppet. No, no. Yeah, exactly. I just know of him from the mm-hmm. references growing up, whatever. So, yeah, she's. Uh, I know a bit about him, including he stood up to bullies and believed in being kind to animals. I'm always happy to be on the side of allyship. Really? What's allyship? Have you ever uh, heard that? I've, I had to look it up. A-L-L-Y-S-H-I-P. One word. Is that like uh, like my ally? Like we're in the same boat? It's, I had to look it up. This is a whole leftist word. Really? Yeah. A-L-L-Y-S-H-I-P. Allyship. And here's what it said from a website, leftist website. Allyship is part and parcel to achieving greater social awareness and change in our society. In order to better challenge some of the harmful beliefs that are common in our culture, allies are needed to help further critical dialogue and mobilize towards social progress. It's written by a girl. So you couldn't just say we're allies? Yeah. Too many words. Social justice wasn't enough? Too many words is allyship. Just yeah, so ally. now you know if you see that come up, that's a uh, Democrat buzz Can't phrase. She was social by that. at 10:41. She was triggered in the morning. Oh yeah, and then all kinds of people that support her started getting her back and tweeting out memes of what this guy would look like, <laughs> and it's all kinds of um, you know rednecky stuff. And then women started getting to her back, trying to do women power. Right? They've got the Wonder Woman. Chelsea deflecting the trolls nonsense. Is that what it is? Yes. With the bracelets, whatever. Here's the thing. Wonder Woman, one of her superpowers is magic jewelry. What? (laughs) It's magic jewelry. Are you sure? Yeah, it's a bracelet. Her tiara is magic too. And a belt that's magic. She's magic fashion. That's who she is. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. I get the tweets with the hashtag what I learned today. A lot of people uh, still continue to tweet at us about what a great product Genesis 950 is. That's such a testament. It's when, so good. When, right. When It's one thing for us to tell you about a product we like or whatever. But for me, when I know a lot of people are saying, no, no, you got to try this. It's like, okay, I'm going to... Because when a product like this, we used it. We use it before we even talk about it to see if it actually works. Right. So... Of course, I'm going to say, hey, yeah, Doc, I cleaned this. And John, you know, he cleaned his wife, you know, uh, stencils for painting. Oh, and he wow. he said, it worked great. I hadn't thought about it for something That's like what that. I didn't, I didn't thought about it either. He was, like, he was like, my grill didn't get as clean as I thought it was going to get. But I took it to my wife's stencils because right. she paints at the, in the garage. He said, brand new stencils. Nice. That's awesome. Try it today. Genesis 950 is a concentrated cleaner. It has multiple uh, uses. So you can use it all over the house. You don't have to buy all the different cleaners, number one. That's a value. Number two, it comes concentrated, so you dilute it as you see fit. So if you want a little more, a little stronger, you could use a little stronger. But they recommend mixing it with seven gallons of water. So when you see the price, you're like, oh my gosh, it's 40-some dollars or whatever. I think that's what it is in the 40 mm-hmm. plateau. For a cleaner, are you out of your mind? It makes eight gallons of this stuff. Eight gallons. And they that give right? You, you yeah, add seven, yeah. it makes eight? Okay, yeah. good. And you, they'll give you recipes, for example, if you have some blood stain. 
maybe you know cleaning is not the right moment at that time but for the future maybe that recipe formula instructions directions something like like that okay keep it all in the yeah, you're not consuming the stuff. Just oh, no, I Genesis950.com. Go to Genesis950.com. Order today. Don't forget to use the promo code Blaze. They're going to give you a free bottle that you can mix it with as well as a discount. It's Genesis950.com. Celebrity Chef Patrick talks business and food trends with Doc Thompson and the Always Hungry Morning Blaze crew. All right, Chef Patrick, uh, first off, I have to address uh, the info on Spoonie because I had some people question me about it. You got your new site that's going to go up. Uh, we had had a random arbitrary date of this week uh, just because we needed something as a holding place. We were at uh, the National Restaurant Association, but uh, we knew it was going to kind of adjust as the beta testing for the tech worked out. And now you have an official without question launch date. What is that launch date? We have an official launch date, Doc. That is true. It is July 9th. All right, so just uh, under a uh, month. Yep. Yeah, just under a month. Well, we were going to go for July 2nd, but since people are going to be off in the middle of the week for the holiday, uh, we figured we'd just go ahead and launch right after. And, uh, by the way, I want to give a shout-out and a thank you to the the two gentlemen, Ron and Matt, at Conservative Cartel for making sure the tech works for me. Um, I can't oh, thank you enough for throwing a little yeah. mojo magic in there and helping me out. Yeah, they've done they've done a good job helping get the streaming up and then whatever. So, uh, Patrick will tell you more about it as we get closer, so you can understand what the what it's going to be. But uh, basically, it's the twenty four seven, eventually twenty four seven platform uh, for food talk and fun and stuff that we talk about mm-hmm. with him. Usually business, you know, stuff like that. All right, so Patrick, twenty four seven radio. Mm-hmm. Before I get to a story, I have to ask Chris. Just tell me yes or no, and then uh, Mordecai, come here. I, uh, I want to know if they know what a term means, okay? Okay, so you, you do, a term. It's cool, right. Do you guys understand, have a seat here, what the phrase or term hors d'oeuvres? Yes. What is the term? Do you, do you oh, know yeah. what it means, hors yes. d'oeuvres? Isn't that like finger yeah. food? Yeah. No, you can say it now. Oh, Go ahead. okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, isn't it like finger foods? Chris? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you, you guys got, know. You it's got appetizers, the little, right? You got the little okay. server. Right. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. come around. <clears throat> yeah. Would you like an hors d'oeuvre? When I was on vacation in Florida, <laughs> my wife and I go to this uh, small town waterfront restaurant. Okay. Okay. And that's kind of an open air thing. We're sitting out there and there's an old drunk guy that probably had a little bit of cash sitting a table over. Of course. And he's, he's talking. He's like, so anyways, then I got the boat. And we went down the coast and went fishing. Got him another beer. Did he have okay. a cigarette too? No, no he did not. Oh. But he was loud, right? Oh. Okay. And there's younger people all around him. Okay. There's like five or six of them there. And he's regaling them with stories and whatever. And we couldn't help. I mean, we tried not to listen, but, but he's next to us and he's screaming this stuff. And finally, at one point, he goes, uh, are you guys hungry? You want, do you want to order? I'm going to order some more hors d'oeuvres. Okay. Which no one really says in a no, restaurant not setting. Like that. No. But one of the other guys goes, what? <laughs> You're too drunk. Sir. And he goes, yeah. What did you say? And he goes, hors d'oeuvres, I'm an order. And the guy goes, what are you, are you, he thought he was drunk. He's yeah. like, what are you saying? Yeah. He's hors d'oeuvres, you go order the hors d'oeuvres or whatever. And I'm there going, appetizers, appetizers, whatever. <laughs> and the other young people started laughing and they're going, what are you talking, looking at other up? And he goes, it's food. It's, he's trying to explain it. It could not, it's you small get appetizer. food. Yeah. Could, it was this communication <laughs> and generational gap for like five minutes. And I was like, it's just they were idiots. You guys know. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Patrick, is that not used anymore? 
Uh, it it is. It's just not used very often anymore. And I think it's typically used for uh, you know a past hors d'oeuvres, and hors d'oeuvres typically passed. Um, not always, but I, I imagine it's, it's that typically past passed individual bite. Yeah, passed around at a party oh, on, oh, a, passed on a around. Platter. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, because you don't really say pass the appetizers; you say pass the hors d'oeuvres. When we were young, when we were young, did most restaurants say appetizers on the menus, or did they say hors d'oeuvres, or was it a mix? You know, I think they said starters. Okay, because um, I see starters I thought, a lot on there now too. I think. So. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't I want don't to question think... the chef, but starters sounds more of more modern, more modern than back yeah. in the day. Huh. Or, or you know, I I don't remember seeing hors d'oeuvre written on a menu that wasn't a French restaurant. Not when I was a child. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about that. That'd be interesting. But this guy, he went on to tell him all kinds of tales, started telling him about how much money he had. I am sure what I witnessed eventually would be one of those true crime stories that they run on HLN all night long. Because he was like, he's like, no, I got my condo. I bought it. uh, It's an entire upper floor of this local place. And uh, I bought it for... A million dollars, that was 20 years ago, and now because of uh, Airbnb and renting this, he didn't say Airbnb, but renting it out, uh, I'm making uh, $25,000 a month. Wow. Sounds like a scene out of Caddyshack. And I was like, so here he is, they're all drunk up, he obviously didn't know them, they just kind of got hanging out at the bar together, Mm -hmm. and he's telling them how much money he has. He dead. He's he's dead. They they rolled his ass, so. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways, we kind of got off topic. From very off topic, Patrick. Uh, very off topic. So, Patrick, I um I saw some articles online and some people asking questions about how you fix mistakes when it comes to seasoning stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. and this is something I think that could be invaluable when you're teaching cooking. I did that yesterday. Did you oversalt? Yes. Oversalt. I've done uh, it. Unless you're Cal. Oh yeah. You've oversalted at some point. So, <laughs> how do you fix some of these mistakes? Like. Uh, if you got too little salt, too much salt, uh, and, uh, what, what are some of the common seasoning mistakes that people make, and how do you fix them? All right, so the number one mistake commonly made is not salting the entire dish as you, as you go along, right? So you oh. have to season at every level. You have to. So if you're cooking um, a protein, say chicken, and you're going to do some sauteed vegetables with it, you're going to season the chicken, sear the chicken, and then add the vegetables to the pan after. You have to season the vegetables as well. It takes a pinch of salt, a pinch of pepper, and whatever seasoning you're going to put in there. You have to season each ingredient as it goes in the pan. Okay, now, okay. So that's uh, so. If I have chicken, you got to break this down a little bit more for me. So I have the chicken in the pan. Sure. I every seasoned mm-hmm. it. I put let's mm-hmm. say broccoli and some you know green beans in there. You I see. season it again, mm-hmm. even though the chicken's already seasoned. Yeah, you, so typically you wouldn't throw the vegetables on top of the chicken. You, I mean, if you're using a whole chicken Cook breast, if it's diced yeah. up, you might. Um, but yes, you have to season the other ingredients again. Wow. But here's the key. You don't have to follow the recipe exactly. Use about half the recommended, uh, portion, or the, the recommended amount of salt so that you don't over-season. And then you can taste and adjust at the end because once you get too much in there, I can teach you all the tricks in the world. It's very hard to get the salt back out of the dish. Very difficult. You can't take it out. You can dilute it to some extent. It's very difficult. So okay. that's the key. First is salting appropriately throughout the entire dish at every level of you know every level of cooking. So from the the start to the finish, and then adjusting at the end. And it depends that's on what you're one. cooking. Some things you're combining. That's what he's talking about. If you're combining items, if you're just going to do you know like grilled chicken on the side, then. You know, it gets salty. Yeah, then you season it and then you season the other stuff. That's not a problem. But as you add things to the pan, you have to season again and taste a little bit at a time. 
All right, give me some other so, uh, seasoning failures, mistakes, common mistakes that people make when it comes to seasoning. So number two is too salty, as Chris talked about. Uh, Chris, what were you cooking yesterday that was too I salty? I was making, uh, oh my gosh, biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. So yeah. the gravy was too salty? The gravy was way too salty. Uh, All right. So, so, I, so I, I'm one of those that tastes as you go. So when I cooked uh-huh. the, the sausage right. and, I was, and I tasted the sausage... I was like, ooh, that's way too salty. The, so just to make sure, the sausage was too salty. Too salty. Okay. And I, this is what I did at Chef. And I, so you have to add you know, the flour and the milk. So mm-hmm. when I added the milk, I didn't season again. And it kind of helped. But once I mm-hmm. bit into those sausage bits, I could taste the salt. I'm sorry. There's no way to say this. So if you, if you, you know, there's a couple of ways to get to take care of the, this one in particular is you could have added a little more milk and let it cook longer. So it would have diluted a little bit and mm. re-thickened. That was probably the only way to save this. Dish. Yeah. The other two, the other two ways to get rid of salt are to add sweetness or to add uh, vinegar, right? Some sort of acid, whether it's vinegar or <clears throat> lemon juice. And that's really uh, probably not something you want to put into your, into your, uh, I was going to ask you, that's not going to work in gravy. Is that going to so work much, on right? the gravy? No, if I put like a little bit of sugar on top of that gravy? Now, the sugar would have helped a little bit. Okay. Right? But, yeah, but it's not going to take a lot of the saltiness out. So you have to be careful. There's kind of a sweet, salty balance you have to find there. And in gravy, you know, you don't want more sweet than salty. Okay. It's really hard to cover at salt. I mean, you really have to dilute it to get it out of there, mm. um, unless it's just a little bit of salt and you can add some acid to it. Give me some other mistakes that people make when it comes yep. to seasoning, because seasoning's tricky. So, mm-hmm. so going the other direction, if it's too sweet, you can add a little bit of acid. Um, you don't want to add salt, though. If you add salt, then it actually uh, brings out the sweetness a little more. So it actually enhances the, the, the sweetness of the dish. Oh. So acid of some sort is the way to get out. Like a lemon? Yeah, lemon juice. Lemon juice is number one because it's a, it's, um, it hides better in food than uh, white vinegar or apple uh. cider vinegar does. Um, if it's too acidic you can add a little bit of salt or a little bit of uh, sugar to it or honey. I like to use honey, actually, instead of sugar. Um, that's the number one way to fix acidic. If it, you ever get it too spicy where you put too much red chili flake in there? I'm I sorry, there's no such thing as too much powder. spicy. That is not <laughs> for, a thing. For some people. For that more is not than a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love chipotle powder, and um, I tend to take the, the cap off and then the little sprinkle, you know, the, the, the cap on top yeah. that has the holes in it, I take that off because I, I can't sprinkle fast enough, and I often put too much in my food. One of the ways, if, you can, if it's a dish that will, that will allow it, you can put something creamy in there like mayonnaise or um, sour oh. cream, and that will take the heat out. Okay, so, so really these things are kind of a balance. So spicy and creamy mm-hmm. offset one another, right? And then mm-hmm. Spicy, and then, creamy, and sweet can also take some of the... Some okay, of the and then sweet and spicy, uh, or excuse me, sweet and acidic balance back and forth. Yep. And then there's umami, right? This kind of un- unknown flavor that's really hard to define. It's yeah. you know, earthy. Um, soy, so soy sauce can help you with sweetness, and it can help with a little bit of the spice. Um, as well as some, uh, some chefs swear that ketchup is the great balancing act because it has sweetness, saltiness. It's got a little bit of richness, the umami flavor. And oh. they say no matter what the issue is, you throw a little ketchup in there and it works. And I'm not sure how that works in, a, in your gravy, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably going to be one of those too much salt in uh, in a gravy is you're probably kind of stuck so with it. I was so upset too. Unless you can dilute it with more gravy, right? Then I was so upset. I'm like, man, this is. I really was really really hungry, and I was like, ah. 
Patrick, too what, salty. Could I, what could I do about bitter? Is there something I could do with bitter? Because that's always one. Um, I'm, I, Give me an example. What, what, something would be too bitter. I'm just trying to think of anything. It might be some greens or something like that. Um, well, so actually, bitter. yeah, bitter. So bitterness, acid and or sour is actually the opposite of bitter. Oh, okay. So um, that would help that. Too. Yeah. So when, when you cook collard greens or mustard greens um, or kale, uh, just adding a little bit, like white wine will work too. If you use a dry white wine, a little bit of that will work in the cooking. But if you finish it with a, that's, you know, um, when you used to take spinach out of the can, which was the only way we had spinach oh, yeah. as children, at yep. least for me, then you squeeze lemon juice on it. You know, my mother would put a lot of lemon juice on it, add a little bit of salt. That really takes the bitterness out. Oh my gosh. Do you, have you even had spinach in a can? No. It is terrible. Patrick, I hated <laughs> spinach. I didn't know it came any other way. I didn't even know what it was. Oh, now it's, oh, yeah, it's, a, it, it's a leaf. I got it. It was this massive, mushy clump that came from a can, and it was terrible. And it's tannic. It's really tannic. So it's like chewing on a grapevine, oh, you know, yeah. like, like a grape seed when it crushes in your mouth, and it makes you kind of uh, gives you that sour beer face. Yep. Yeah, terrible, terrible stuff. All right, I'm going to get a quick break. Then I'm going to come back with our lightning round, run through some different things going on in uh, the food uh, industry or food service. You want to find out more about Chef Patrick, you can follow him on Twitter. It's at FoodBizPro, or you can go to Spoonie.com, his new platform coming up about a month from now. You can also uh, email him. It's um, FoodBizPro.com. Go through the site. If you need a uh, consultant to your business, Patrick consults the uh, food service and uh, food industry, restaurant industry, as well as other businesses. It's at FoodBizPro. Quick break, and then we'll come back and tell you more about that. First, though, got to tell you about the Field of Greens. Field of Greens. If you don't have the opportunity to actually get fresh greens, and you don't want to eat canned spinach, which is terrible. Or anything canned. You know what? I'm going to get a can of spinach and show you how. Okay. It is one of the worst concoctions ever from my childhood. It's huh. terrible. If you don't have the opportunity, but you're trying to eat healthy, try Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Just go to BrickhouseDoc.com. BrickhouseDoc.com is where you can get them. And what it is, it's actually powdered form. So you can mix it with liquids. Maybe you don't like vegetables at all, can or fresh, but you got to eat healthy. You mix it with eight ounces of, of liquid and you get a full serving of vegetables. I ran out of juice yesterday and I have my son for the summer. Yep. I was like, crap, I don't want to go to the store. Oh, here's some... Green juice, Milo. He was like, oh, this is so good. Yes, got him. It he drank it. It was just full of greens and, and water. He was, in. he was like, oh, I love this juice. Green juice. Green good. juice. Got Excellent. it. Excellent. You know, it's Hulk juice. <laughs> oh, oh, I missed that. that. Keep going. Tell him that next. Yes. Try it today, though. It's Field of Greens at uh, BrickhouseDoc.com. It's not a, a supplement. It's not uh, some sort of extract. It is actually the vegetables in powder it's form. It's prebiotic. It's probiotic. You get the antioxidants. It's BrickhouseDoc.com. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio. Hosted by a white guy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Hi, Chef Patrick Mosier uh, continues now as we do our lightning round. Some different things going on in the news. Just interesting stories I've uh, discovered. Whiskey aged in Tabasco barrels. 
whiskey aged <laughs> in Tabasco Sorry. barrels. Sorry, I was sniffing the cask there. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so is this like Tabasco sauce barrels, right? It's basically whiskey with Tabasco yes. sauce? Yeah. Um, so they, they finally may have gotten this one right. They started doing this back in about 2013. Um, and there was a company, there was a, the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society Where? actually transferred four or five of their whiskeys into barrels, hot sauce barrels. Yeah. And they're hoping for a smooth Scotch Malt whiskey with an extra warm afterglow. And uh, it was more like atomic, atomic. <laughs> it was one of the most terrible things I've ever tasted. Then, oh, you had it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then the Seattle. Uh, so I didn't try this one, but Seattle's Westland Distiller released a uh, released a version called Inferno in 2016, um, <laughs> and it was so hot that the only relief from the spiciness was the numb that set in about 20 minutes later. Wow. Yeah, but I think, I really think that the George Dickel Tabasco Barrel finished uh, whiskey may have gotten it right. They actually age it for, um, you know, a, about a month in the barrels, a couple of months. But what they do on top of that, no, they do 30 days in the barrel. They actually, uh, they distill the uh, Tabasco into an essence and then infuse that into the whiskey so they can blend it to the right. Heat. Okay, that's a little... It's actually, it's a blend. This one actually sounds pretty good. I'm going to have to try this one. because. How about the other way? How about um, Tabasco stored in whiskey barrels? So you get a Tabasco sauce with a little mm. hint. Because you know you got beer barrel ale where they take the, the beer and put it in the... In, which I love because you get the, the whiskey flavor in the beer. But what, Tabasco would be a pretty good Tabasco, wouldn't it? You know, I think so. I think one of the problems with that might be that you can only use the keg one time because once oh, you put yeah. the Tabasco sauce inside, I think you've ruined the barrel. Okay, that's probably what it is. All right. Um, apparently, um, Volkswagen's most prolific product isn't an automobile after all. Volkswagen, they make other things? You know, with all of their iconic brands, not just Volkswagen, but Audi, Bentley, Bugatti, Lamborghini, Porsche, Skoda. What do they got? They scooters? Have all wonderful brands. Yeah, scooters. Yes, exactly. No. <laughs> they probably they probably do. Yeah. But they make more what they call currywurst in Germany, which is a curry sausage. It's actually sausage served with a curry sauce. They make more of that than any other product on their line. As a matter of fact, they actually have an uh, original part number in their parts catalog for their worst. <laughs> it's Volkswagen sausages. Talk yeah, about taking their yeah. sausages seriously. And not just sausage, but curry sausage. That's yeah. really specific. Cur- yes. Is that big in Germany? Yeah, currywurst is actually a big deal. It's, it's actually a, a, a traditional sausage that's not made with curry in it. They add a curry sauce over the top. Oh, on the bun okay. Or on the plate. Oh, but I didn't even I, made, I didn't even know the Germans had curry or ate as part of a standard uh, cuisine. Yeah, it's a little bit different than what you'd think of as traditional. It's a little sweeter. Um, it's more like a it's more like a sauce. It's just a plain sauce. There's not really anything else in it. But they made 6.8 million of these sausages last year. Holy moly! That's more. That's more than all other vehicles combined, I believe. That is a lot of sausages. Yeah, yeah, and it started out uh, it started out as a way to feed their employees in the cafeteria. So they, they started making this original sausage in their cafe- cafeterias, and it got so popular that now they, they make them, and you can buy them all over in, G- in Germany. Continue with our sausage and uh, tubular meat uh, theme. Uh, we are in grilling season. I saw a story about the best hot dog toppings, eight great hot dog toppings that are listed. Um, and chili? some of these are really avant-garde, like the tiki dog. Mm. Yeah, oh, the pineapple, doesn't dog. it? 
Yeah, it does have pineapple. Oh. This was inspired by bacon-wrapped chicken skewers with a little pineapple teriyaki sauce. So, and bacon, on this though. One, you, yeah, with bacon. You wrap the no, dog in bacon you, and you grill it. it. with the pineapple. Well, you know, actually, this, this is a this little This looks bit, good. It's got a little twist on it. You actually grill the pineapple slices and then chop them up and then add a little bit of um, uh, diced red onion on there, and then you glaze the whole thing with a little teriyaki sauce. I, we got to try that. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I think, think you'd I, like I it. Uh, the Frito Pie Dog. I think we understand that. <laughs> yeah. It's like Frito Pie. The French yeah. Onion Dog. Yeah. What's that? Oh, so the French Onion Dog is basically you take all the flavors from French onion <laughs> soup except the soup, and you add oh, it to okay. the dog. That could yeah, be so good. You yeah. put some caramelized, some caramelized onions on top of the dog, um, some gruyere or grated Swiss cheese, and then you, you kind of, uh, it, with indirect heat, whether you can put it on the grill or not, I don't know, but you could put it back under a salamander or broiler, melt the cheese, and then a little fresh thyme on top of that. Yeah, these yeah, all look good. really interesting. I'll tweet out a link to this, and do you want to share it as well? Yes, absolutely. The well. onion dip dog. Yeah, the onion delicious. dip dog is one. Uh, Frito oh, the Vietnamese dog looks like a banh mi. I want to try that one. Yeah, the banh mi looks really interesting as well. So, all right, I'll tweet out a link to it. Don't forget, if you want to uh, know more about Chef Patrick Mosier, follow him on Twitter. It's at FoodBizPro or FoodBizPro.com. And then a little under a month from now, he'll be launching Spoonie. More details at Spoonie.com. Please share your email address. All right, Chef Patrick. Thank you, buddy. <clears throat> Oh, I think we lost him. Have a great day. <laughs> um, you, that teriyaki dog really didn't look that no, good? No, no. The fact that it had the bacon on it, I think it really brought it back. But the, pineapple, that's where you kill me, pineapple. But you like pineapple. I do, but you ruined pineapple for the rest of my life. For just that? No, not for that. Remember the pineapple story? Pineapple oh, does not mean pineapple. That's right. Pineapple's not pizza. Pizza's not pineapple. That's right. Good morning, Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the morning, Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. So you remember uh, a few weeks ago when I brought up that Disney has gone all full in the tank for LGBTQ. the LGBTQ community? Yeah. Because they now, for the first time, has a, have officially Disney licensed and sanctioned rainbow pro-LGBT merchandise. Did you buy a hat? No, I was in Disney. Um, that's the reason I want to bring this up because I forgot to tell you about it last week. So what they've done is they've launched all kinds of products that are pro LGBT. Yes. I don't mean like, Hey, here's just a thing. Rainbow, everything, Mickey, Rain- ears. Mickey ears, Flags. all of the stuff. Right. So I forgot about the story, right? We had planned to take Cubby to Disney already had the trip booked for months and months and months. And Disney's obviously a fun place for kids. Great. We get there. Oh, there it is. I told you. There's a large fat guy. I told you, Doc. With rainbow Mickey ears. You cannot miss. Like, I get get some places that track certain communities. Well, well, hey. Let me, I mean. 
So I see the guy there, right? Okay. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to wife. I go, see that? See that? So you got to go see the rainbows? She goes, yeah. I said, Disney's now officially sanctioning this stuff. And she goes, oh. And I said, yeah. So we walk a little farther. <clears throat> see a couple of guys walking together. Yep. With yeah. the, uh, the Mickey ears, right? <laughs> all sparkled up aside from the Mickey ears, you oh, know. Oh, really? All bedazzled and whatever. <clears throat> and I go, see, there's more. I told you, right? <laughs> She's like, yeah. So we're walking, and I'm like, I have to comment on this, and I don't want to go all on air. I'm off. I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. And I know my wife doesn't want to hear it. I don't want to say it, and I, she doesn't want to hear it, but I feel compelled at this point to do a little commentary. Yes, yes. A little commentary. Yes. It's pen, shave and a haircut, pent-up commentary. Look, I'm here fabulous. I'm here. I'm wearing rainbow ears. I'm <laughs> queer. Get used to it, right? Yes. I'm wearing queer ears. Something has to be said. So I just pause and I go, hang on. I'm just going to say this. And then I won't say anything and else. And then it will be all gone. Because I know you don't want to hear it. So I go, here's the thing. You have these ears out here mm-hmm. that are all bedazzled and whatnot. You're making a statement that you are actually supporting these things. Mm-hmm. If you don't have them, it's not a statement that you don't support. No. It. Again, devoid of any rainbow Mickey stuff. It's just a, we're an amusement park with mouse ears. That's it. It's not, hey, we hate queers. That's not what you're saying. But to put the stuff out there like that is saying, we have taken a side on the political issue. doesn't matter which side. It's you've made the park political now. So I give her about a minute of that. <clears throat> she takes it surprisingly well. She goes, it's ridiculous. Whatever. And I forget all about it, right? Okay. At least forget commenting on it. And then I look up. And there's a group of guys that are fabulous. (laughs) Over the top fabulous. I'm serious. It was full Broadway show tunes, song and dance, but dazzled, sparkled, jazz hand. I'm it it was out there, right? And I was a group of them. A gaggle, like 15 all together. A flock. A flock. I don't know what the official term is for a it's flock. You know, like flock of birds, flock. a school of fish, a den of lion. I don't know what a flock a of gays. Yes. I don't know. They're out there. It's a flock of gays. <laughs> I look up. A couple of steel hauling truck driving women with the Mickey ears on. Right? Walking hand in hand. I was like, son of a biscuit eater. They are paying Mickey back in spades for coming out in support of the LGBT, right? I'm an hour into the park, and it is at this point now easily 25% fabulous people. Groups. I mean, just flocks. Flocks. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to start counting here. Have, is, is Disney just a gay park now? Yes. Has it absolutely become a gay park? Yes. <clears throat> Fine if they are. Maybe no, you want to yeah. tell parents. Yeah. 
because maybe they don't want to answer the questions for their kids or even mm-hmm. bring it up mm-hmm. or want it normalized or whatever. Everyone mm-hmm. has a right. Maybe you do want it to be fabulous. It's, you know, it's a uh, Walt Gay Disney World. That's fine. Get about a half hour more into it. We're there because we were, oh, my wife's thing. We got to be the first ones in, you know. Oh, of course. You have so, to be there at six o'clock in the morning. We're there. And open at nine. By the time, and apparently gays get up later. Yes, Because the do. numbers increased. I yes. didn't know this. Because okay. they stay up late from the night before. They usually wake up around noon Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> About two hours in, it is now, and I am not kidding you, 50% of the people are clearly out there supporting gays with the merchandise, whatever. And now they're wearing other shirts. I see groups of them in red shirts with the rainbow Mickey ears. Oh, Groups of them, old flocks, like you said. Some of them with the uh, the political shirts, like yeah. I'm here, I'm wearing gay ears, whatever. Get and used to get it. Get used all in your face, whatever. <laughs> and I was going, okay. And I promised my wife earlier, <laughs> one time, and that's it, right? So I was just like, wow. But in my mind, I'm now I'm counting. I take a group of just random. Okay, I go. The next 30 people that go by, count the number that are with the gays. Okay, 16. Okay, it's more than 50%. I'm not kidding because I got to know. Okay, and I would try to do just a cross cut because you never know. More of them may be in the Magic Kingdom over at Cinderella's Castle. (laughs) Right? Beauty and the Beast. Right, or Beauty and the Beast that are over there at, uh, you know. Beauty in the, the world or something know. over at Epcot. I've I don't know. It's a small Maybe world. Maybe more of the gays go to the small world. Maybe go over to the... I don't know. So I'm trying to do a cross cut, right? So I'm going, all right, the next 10 that walk by, I'm counting. Just 10 random. Focus, right? Okay, four. So you're still... It's 40%, but together, I mean, you're still close to 50%. Finally, in the middle of my counting, my wife stops and goes, Holy moly, are there a lot of gays here? Yeah. <laughs> and then she went off. No, no. Oh. It was out there. Oh, okay. So now I get it's a free pass game. and I go, Am I right? Have you noticed? She goes, What's going on? <clears throat> I go, I don't know. All the gay merchandise they're trying to pay about. So we just try to go on about our business, right? Okay. A little while later, I'm thinking, I'm going. Wow, even for Disney, and you told me that it's like gay paradise now, yeah. and yeah, I go, this still seems high. And then I think, wait a minute. Is this a special gay day? Mm. It was a gay day. It was a gay day? We took Cubby to Mickey's house at uh, Gay Day. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know what the normal percentage is, but on gay day, there's a whole lot. <clears throat> Just letting you know, maybe before you go to Disney, if you're concerned about such things, one way or the other, maybe you want a lot of gays at the park, maybe you don't, then you might want to look that up. Well, I tell you this, do not go to uh, Disney during June. Why? It's June Pride Month. The entire oh, month yeah. is for them. Pride month. Okay, so I looked it up as I'm like, and I don't want to say to my wife, I'm like, I got to look this up. <laughs> so I was like, gay day Disney, blah, blah, Disney World, whatever. <laughs> Found a lot of past stuff. And then they have official like days in August where they're going. Mm. But we were there, I think, on the 3rd. Yeah, I think we were there on the 3rd. Of June? Of June. Oh, yeah, dude. That's like pinnacle right there. Yeah. Pride month just started. (laughs) So what it was is um, they were there for several days in a row as part of an anniversary. And the reason they all had the red shirts 
Something like 20 years ago, a bunch of gays said, we're going to invade Disney and wear shirts that are red shirts so people know how many gays are at Disney. I'm not kidding. That's what they did. Red. So Red is your color. Okay. So they said, uh, we are going to celebrate this anniversary and remember okay. it. So they were there at Disney multiple days. This was the culmination of their time at Disney. So, yeah, we took Cubby to Disney on gay day. <laughs> was he wearing a red shirt? No, he was not. Were you wearing a red shirt? I was not. I was not. So, but um, but you had the the ears. You had also, the ears, right? No, no, I did not. The Cubby ears? had Cubby had the ears. No, no, we did not. No, no. the rainbow, the there? rainbow T-shirt. No, we didn't wear anything rainbow. No. Then why were you guys there? Yeah. It's their day. I didn't know. Why it were was you their white day? Christians? Yeah. You didn't were there. know. I didn't know that and we by had. The way, all I hear is hate. <laughs> you white Christian hate of the gays. That's all I hear. <laughs> Hate. Hate. I'm just pointing out Why that I didn't realize. Why do you have realize. to point out the flock of gays? <laughs> Why'd you have to count them? Because it was. Thank you. Because I Why wanted to know percentage. They seem disproportionate. What's next? You didn't give them, hey, you're number 88. Please put this on your shirt. No, it seemed like and a disproportionate. right there. No, the they shirt? don't need okay, a scarlet letter. Right. They're only wearing scarlet letters. <laughs> and they're fabulous. <laughs> no, I, uh, I just thought it was a disproportionately large number of gays. For, you know, what you normally see in society. And I was right. Turns out it was disproportionately high. So maybe it was just whatever that word is, high. But I tell you this, Disney has become a minimum of, I say, 20% gay. I can't put any input because I've never been to Disney. But we need to send you on a nice reporting. Maybe next gay day you should go and report. I'll go report. I'll count for you. By the way, let me say something, too. Um, We know there are all types of people, right? Yes. Stereotypically, if somebody says gay man, yes, you go, oh, he's going to be a guy pretty fit. No. Take care of himself. I mean, stereotypically. Oh, oh, oh that kind of fit. fit. Yes, yes. Like yes, fit, yes. thin, yes, yes. dresses well, whatever. Yes. That is not the case in reality. Oh, no. I'm sorry, but the no. 2018, well, the last couple of years. Gays, the gays have let themselves go. I've. I at least used to be able to look at the gay men and go, hey, oh, these guys take it. care of it. They, they outwardly, they got it. They fashion, they're thin, they're in shape. They got, they got the you muscles. Know, they yeah. have let Working themselves out. go. Yeah, which is Where why, are your standards, gay community? Yeah, which is how Jerry Seinfeld was confused as gay because he's thin. Remember that? Thin, single, tall, right, yeah. whatever. Um, neat. What happened to that? Well, he also had the coat. The fur coat. No. Lot of uh, lot of fatty, people at Walmart uh, picture fat, slovenly, stereotypical, mm, you know, yeah. rednecky that they always show them. Yeah. No, we definitely have an obesity problem in America now. Yes. When <laughs> it has hit the gay community, when it hit Europe and the gay community, you know, which I think is Thank the same you. thing. It is the same Europe thing. Europe and the gay oh, community. No, I think that's thing. exactly the same. <laughs> that's how it came to is the United States. No, no, he's European. European. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Not a person is a European. No, he's gay. Okay, I understand. It's a carry-all. So um, when it's, it's we definitely have an obesity problem. Uh, so that's my takeaway. We need to get Trump that's on right. this because I think you're right. That's it. We need to get uh, what is his name? Ben Carson on this. You ben know? Carson. Yep, it's now there. I didn't want to believe that we had an obesity problem until now. now He's there, a doctor, so. so he might. Oh man, mm-hmm. you just blew my mind on that one. <laughs> right? That's funny. I d- I noticed it, but never noticed it. Holy crud! And I and, and that was the other thing. I was like, wow, that's a lot of really fat gay men. You know, we need to ask Kirk because Kirk lives in Gaytown, here in Texas. Mm. Oh, so I, I want to see where he, uh, what he's. Kirk Jones is like. in today. Uh, it's Neil spinning the dials radio style for us. Um, we could just send Mordecai down. Martin, oh we yeah, we we'll could send yeah. 
I mean, he's we need to do down some investigation, just, yeah. investigative reporting down in uh, Gaytown. And just count him know. up. Just count him. Just go fatty. Skinny, now, fatty. before you go, if, you, if you're willing to do this, because it could be uh, you know confusing, uh-huh. you know what your rights oh, and responsibilities, yes. we will make sure to give you definitive directions on what to do with your hands. Yes. <laughs> what to do with your yes. hands. That is something you do not want to get confused when you're counting. You don't counting. want to do that or yes. no, be I do an not. issue. So. No. Yes. All right. Very good. So, yeah, that was uh, – I, I can't believe I forgot to tell you that about the yeah. Mickey experience. But oh, you was, had a Mickey experience? Huh? What did he do with his hands? Oh, no. I mean the whole <laughs> – Oh! Yeah. I was going to say, whoa, Mickey got freaky too? <laughs> Mickey so, and Goofy? And I by the way, the, the people that played those characters, like Mickey, <clears throat> Minnie, blah, blah, blah. The ones who count, want CEO uh, yeah, pay? Count uh-huh. them. Because by the way, they they can't say they're Mickey. They can't say who character they right. play. But in the uh, in the flock of gays, they are also part of that. They are really gay. Oh, a lot of gay character people mm-hmm. can't play the characters that are. Yeah, that's mm. shocking. I would have never guessed that. Really? That's shocking, Chris. Are you kidding me? I just assumed they all were. <laughs> no, I assumed I didn't. everybody that worked there. No, no, that was actually one of my dream jobs to be one of the characters, but I was too short. <laughs> They're all they're actually short. No, there's actually a height requirement, and if you don't meet the height, they were really small. No, <laughs> if you said you were too tall, I'm not kidding, they were like midgets. Oh, well, they might have lowered the standard because when I tried for it, they were like, You're too you sure short. They weren't being kind, maybe it was another physical standard you were not. Meeting. No, I, was, I wasn't fat. Okay, I'm just putting it out there, and I could pass as a gay guy, so <clears throat> it wasn't that either. You can pass as gay. Yes. Right now, the list. No. No. Chris. Chris can no. pass as gay. No way. Right this second, as you said that, you know what's being tweeted? What? Your nurse outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of her coming out there. There it is. <laughs> BlazeWildRice.com. Minostalgia Wild Rice. It's been a sponsor of the program for a couple of years, and I love Minostalgia Wild Rice. Jay and Lori, they're just really good people, and they have a great company with great products. It starts with that rice that is the only native grain in North America. Just go to BlazeWildRice.com. Check it out for yourself. I love it that it's a survival food, that if you keep it sealed, the wild rice will stay, because it's dried, on your in your cabinet, in your pantry for years. Yeah, and the best thing, you taught me this one, cook it ahead of time, put it for, in the fridge for the like batch. that whole week. You could eat inside your wild rice. Listen, if you're trying to eat right, you're trying to eat healthy, you don't have as much time to cook, you got to cook at home, whatever it is, you're trying to do it economically speaking, you know, to balance your budgets at home, cook up a batch of the wild rice the beginning of whatever day your week starts on. Just cook up a bunch of it. I like to cook it longer because I like it a little chewier, a little softer uh, with some extra water. Mm. Cook it up, put it in the refrigerator. (laughs) It's going to last in there a week or so. You could take a scoop out and use it for anything if you don't season it. You could throw it in a pan and season it. Um, then you could make it for dessert. Here it is. Kids want something. They're screaming for cookies or whatever. Here you go. Put some in a little bowl. Add some milk to it. A little bit of cream. Something like this. You're starting. It's a protein. Remember, it's almost a complete protein by itself. So you're going to have some cream in that. You can add a little honey or sugar. But it's not all the sugar and calories that is in cookies or something else like that. It's really good. Little sprinkle a little cinnamon on it. Or just making some waffles. <clears throat> you could make them the waffles that are awesome as well. In the morning. It's I'm easier to waffles. just scoop some of that and throw some milk and syrup yeah. on it or something like that, and you're good to go. Uh, but also try the beer jellies and the grill and sampler packs right now. The sampler packs will get your, give you the ability to try a bunch of different things. And the grill and sampler packs are on special right now. Yep. Use the promo code BEER10. Beer10, and it includes some of the beer jellies as well as some of the other sampler packs. Go to Blaze Wild Rice. 
grillandsamplers.com. Promo code BEER10 for the Grillin' Sampler Packs. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. Yep, there they are. There's the nurse pictures. Uh, it's a flock of nurse pictures. It is. This is going to, you know what's going to happen. Yep. You're going to be 95 yep. and um, they'll be uh, honoring you somewhere. Okay, that seems like a failure. Maybe it's just hey, your 95. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Before maybe I was in this 90, little show, maybe I was just, a very honorable man. I'm still am. I was going to say honor you like in for a career goal, oh, like yeah. uh you know, successful career, but yeah. probably be like your 95th birthday. So they'll pull go. out your, yes. your career and they'll be like, Oh, you were in the service or whatever. And you're like, yeah, that's very honorable. And then he started his broadcast career. Let's uh, pull out some pictures. Here's grandpa dressed as a naughty nurse and doc Thompson looking in hair. Of horror. <laughs> and then there's your Steve Holt pose that somebody just tweeted. Steve Holt. Steve Holt. Oh, Yep, there's gay day time. Someone has me with uh, my picture of wine in yes. Virginia. Yeah, you look mine, so young. I said because mine are going to come back like that you as well. See, you look so young in that picture, Doc Thompson. Do I? Yes. I age a lot so of much. hair. It's only a couple of years. A lot of hair. It was just longer. That's all it is. It's a lot of hair. Okay. You look, you look a little bit chubby in the face. And of course, my uh, shower picture with the chips is going to oh. come out as well. Yeah, that's going to come out too. <clears throat> All right, I get the tweets in. Hashtag what I learned today. You got the blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah. I too have... In the Bertley being to Disney on Red Shirt Day, it was a sea of red. Never again. Yeah. Disney has a real problem with this. Listen, I don't care if you're LGBT. I don't care. No, um, we don't. Live your life. Yes. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not, I'm not offended by you. No. By the way, there are some people, libertarians, that don't care mm-hmm. because they're libertarians, but still are like, icky, whatever. E-cooties. It doesn't even cross my little no. brain. It doesn't, like, it doesn't exist. I don't care. Mm-mm. bothers me not do what you want to do um but i most of us just don't want people leading with it it just shouldn't be a part of the disney experience why is your sexuality a part of this it shouldn't be and disney's got a rot- a real problem for people that don't want it i'm not saying they have to have anti ones no. i'm not here listen the second amendment is part of the constitution and i'm not saying unless disney has mickey shooting guns on some of the shirts that I'm not going. I just assume that it's just not an issue. It's an amusement park. You see what I'm saying? I'm not expecting them to come out and actively have Mickey and Goofy in a duel on a shirt so I know they're pro-Second Amendment. <laughs> they don't have to do that. I say it's a theme park. It, we, can, we cannot teach kids about the Constitution while they're at Disney. It's cool. You know, I can take those, you know, that one day off or whatever. That's fine. But when you do this, you're then pro this issue. And you are going to alienate a good portion of America. And if you're willing to do that, Disney, fine. But you know what? Some other amusement park will pop up and do a great job. And we'll say, hey, we will be just benign. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you also have No Swim Platinum Slug saying, Chris Crew can, can pass as gay. In Portland, he can also get free drinks on ladies' night. 
Well, looks like I'll be going to Portland. Wow, that's right. You are uh, multi-talented to there. I'll be going to Portland. Get your tweets in. Hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. PatriotMobile.com slash Doc is waiting for your call or email. One. PatriotMobile.com slash Doc is waiting for your call. I was going to give the phone number, too. Oh. I said phone to call or I guess email wouldn't work, so I no. didn't get that part wrong. That was yes. weird. Your contact your communique. Yes. You can also call 800-A-PATRIOT. They're waiting for you to switch over today, knowing that you are going to stand up for the rights of libertarians and conservatives with your dollars. Get rid of the non-conservative, the non-libertarian uh, mobile company that you're using. <clears throat> Which company is that? All of them, unless it's Patriot <laughs> Mobile. So sad. It really is. So sad. Just like the Disney story. Yep. Just don't take part in any of this stuff. Give your money as the owner. You made a big profit. Go and donate. Fine. And keep the business clean. And we're not going to have this issue. It's fine. Just don't tell me this nonsense. Patriot Mobile, you don't have to worry about that. Sign up today. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. They have great coverage. They have great customer experiences and service. And they also have great prices. $20 a month. Unlimited data plans starting at just $20 a month. And they have an iPhone 6S, just $6 a month. The J7 for just $6 a month. It's all at patriotmobile.com slash doc. You got a couple of ones saying, uh, Cat with Kofefe saying, wait, Chris Cruz came past as gay. Next thing you're going to tell me is that water is wet. Okay. I get it. I get it. Uh, Steve A tweeting out what alone tonight. You sound a little hurt by that. I'm not, I'm not hurt. Okay, good deal. Uh, Steve A tweeted, Stephen A tweeting out, anyone else notice that flock of seagulls reference? <laughs> which is why I said it yes um, a lot of people send in a picture of Gal Gadot uh, Gal Gadot has amazing magic jewelry and <clears throat> I approve yes proud Mr. Gaybeard sent in one of her dancing I know and I remember this this, this was behind the scenes in the, on the DVD release they had this one oh, she was so awesome they should have just put that up for two hours as oh. opposed to that DC movie it was good the Justice League movie Oh, but this is this. That's not from the Justice. I know League Wonder movie. Woman oh. was fine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was okay. It was. Yeah. Eh, it, it was, was good. good. It was right. Good. Not as horrible. Had they just done two hours of Gal Gadot dancing and called the Justice League? Oh, I they would have broken records. Yes, yes. Uh, CNC Bronco tweeting out: When Doc visits Florida, there's always a story involving fabulous people. Hashtag bathroom. There are. I get, but it's always something. All, my life's always enough. exciting. <laughs> it is. There's always something going on. <laughs> uh, Gary Tudy now uh, Doc sounds like Alyssa Milano needs to let off some teen steam some teen steam did he tweet the link to her yes, video yes he did I had no idea that she had done videos yes when she was a kid yes and someone tweeted over the link and I was like oh my gosh I had no idea this existed you've just made my <laughs> made day made my day yes. it is so wonderfully horrible it's the train wreck that you... Oh my gosh, it's so interesting. Look at this. It's the just look, rubber just look. It's horrible, but I gotta look. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Diverse morning show on the radio. Uh, because uh, HR said we had to. So, it's the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. 
Okay, TAC Pack uh, box this month is really shaping up to be really nice. Tac's, uh, TAC is in tactical, pack is in package. It's TACPAC.com. What they do is they send you a box every month that has some tactical gear in it. Now, it's a sub- subscription, so it's forty nine ninety five every month. But the minimum value is $100. A lot of times it goes over. The June box was $205 value. The July box is going to be about $130 value. So you're always getting a great value, but you can cancel any time. So you're not locked in. You're a little down on your luck. You don't have as much money. You lose your job or something. That's fine. Go ahead and cancel. But this month is shaping up to be spectacular. Although it's not their highest dollar value, still $130 for you know, $49.95. Yeah. They have a never-seen-before blade from SOG Tactical. Hands down, the best range kit they have ever tested. So check them out today at TACPAC.com. T-A-C-P-A-C-K.com. You're going to love them. Makes a great Father's Day gift. You have Father's Day coming up. Hey, a lot of the ladies are uh, gun enthusiasts as well. They appreciate the tactical gear. Go to TACPAC.com. Can't say enough good thing about TACPAC. They also have some other products and services up, like they have little grab bags in that. Yeah, and you got confused with a grab bag and the monthly subscription well, box. Well, because I always call it things like a grab yeah. bag, but they have a grab bag that's yeah, a separate do. feature. But go to TACPAC.com. You will love it. Joining us now, a gentleman that many of you may know. Uh, many of you may really dislike his content. Uh, some of you are going to dislike after this. I'm hoping, though, that some of you will actually like him. His name is uh, Jenk Uger. He's a host of The Young Turks. Jenk, how are you, sir? Good. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Now, I have uh, seen your work over the years, stumbling upon uh, videos. We're politically very different. Um, but I will say, you as a host and the show, you do a really good job. It's a high-quality show. Thank you. I appreciate that. What is uh, your very nice of you. What is your background before you started the Young Turks? I was a lawyer for about three and a half seconds. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So I hated it, so I got out. Yep. One of the reasons we want to talk to you, we saw that um, um, a press release was going around that you were commenting on the California primary and some other stuff. And one of our hosts mm-hmm. here stumbled across and said, "Would you like talking to him?" I said, "Absolutely." Jenk, we have been looking for people on the left to have uh, good, solid conversations with. And, I mean, we're tainted by political stank like probably you are at times when people want to talk to you. And they know you're, um, you know, you comment, you you do humor as well at times. And people don't want to talk to us. They are afraid that we won't give them a fair shake or be willing to have a good conversation. Yeah, no, no. I'm looking forward to conversations with people and uh, on the right, and I want to see if we can find common ground. And it's okay if we don't. Uh, and yeah. I'm sure that there's a great number of issues we disagree with, but it's good for people to hear all sides. One of the things I think we, one of the ways we have to start, we have to start by giving each other the benefit of the doubt and understanding that even though I may not understand what the hell you're talking about, I think you're crazy. I think whatever. To pause and say. I'm going to start with believing that you want good things for people and you're trying to accomplish good things. If we can start there, I think we can solve a lot of problems. Well, that, that sounds great. Let's do it. Okay. So some of the big issues out there um, that I think we could start with at least trying to find some sort of common ground. Jenk, how come we don't have a balanced budget and a balanced budget amendment? How, how come we haven't done that? That's, yeah. Isn't that something on the, people on the left would appreciate? Um, so let me start on common ground and then go to uncommon ground. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
So I know that a lot of the people in the balanced budget amendment movement are uh, trying to get an amendment, and they're trying to do it through a convention of the states. Right. And uh, and I uh, am totally in favor of a convention, and I think it's part of a democracy. I think the elites hate a convention because it brings real change. Right. And uh, and so whether it's from the left or the right, in terms of fighting the establishment. Uh, I'm in favor of that, and I and I ultimately trust the American people uh, that only something that they really really want is going to get ratified by three quarters of the states. Sure. Uh, now, in terms of the essence of the balanced budget, I have to say I, I don't agree. No, really. Uh, so, yeah, and let me explain a couple of reasons why. Um, so, do I believe in balanced budgets overall in in life? Only halfway. Uh, so if you're running a business, at the end of the day, you got to make a dollar more than you spent, right? Mm-hmm. This, and that's a fact of life. And you could say you disagree, but uh, dollars and cents aren't going to care about your disagree. You're going to go out of business, right? right? Right. And so, so I'm a capitalist. I say that on the air all the time, and uh, and so that that part, of course, makes sense. But you know, people often use the example of. Uh, the average household. Well, the average household never balances its budget. Uh, you've got a mortgage. You've got a car payments. Uh, that means your budget is not anywhere near balanced. It's totally you've borrowed a ton of money, let alone your credit cards, your student loan debts, etc. And if we tried to balance our budget uh, on a personal level, we could never own a house. I mean, maybe we could scrape together enough for a car, etc. Uh, and at the uh, national level. Um, I think balanced budgets matter a lot. Uh, so when Dick Cheney or Paul Krugman say that they don't matter at all, I think that they're being ridiculous. On the other hand, if we enforce it through the law, it does not allow for enough adjustment in times to do deficit spending or having surplus. Well, see, I think what the, the problem you're saying, though, is a balanced budget could mean even taking into consideration debt. It doesn't mean um, a balance where you don't have outstanding debt. It just means you currently have a budget that allows for you to pay that payment or you know pay along as you go yeah. with regard to a mortgage. So, I mean, the federal government should be able to do that. No, no, I know that it would uh, include the debt payments for the debt we've already incurred, right? Uh, but. Uh, my understanding of it is that it does not allow you to take on further debt to run a deficit in any given year. And I think that that's too inflexible. Uh, it depends. If the economy is booming, that makes a lot of sense. If the economy is reeling and you can't run a deficit, you're going to be in real big trouble. So what do, you, what do we do with the $21 trillion national debt? Is that a concern of yours and the, out, you know, the unfunded liabilities that come after that? Um, yeah. and our continued deficits. I mean, this is not a Republican or a Democrat thing. Um, they've all yeah. crazy overspend. I totally agree. Uh, I am very concerned about it. Again, I go back to, I don't uh, agree with Cheney or Krugman uh, when they say these things don't matter. They do matter. Um, and at some point, the, the bill comes due and there is a reckoning. And so we, we've got to get back to fiscal sanity. Um, and now... The this huge disagreements will come into how we get into uh, fiscal sanity and uh, stop overspending. Yeah, I mean, so, and, well, because there's going to be a lot of political differences about where the money that we do have gets spent, and that's cool. We can, you know, debate that. I just can't believe that the fiscal sanity part isn't even there. We have we don't even discuss that. I mean, look at okay, so 
have the Democrats overspend in the past? Sure, mm. right? And But look at what the Trump's team just did. I mean, that tax cut was unreal. It was... It, it, the overwhelming majority of it goes to the top 1%. The top 1% make, on average, $61,000 a year from that tax cut. And it costs us about at least $1.5 trillion, but now economists say that closer to $1.9 trillion. That's just in the deficit. That's not the overall cost. That's what it adds to the deficit. So you can't say that you're for those tax cuts and you're for a balanced budget or you're for fiscal uh, uh, discipline. Then you can pick or choose. You can say, yeah, you know what? Forget it. I'm not interested in fiscal discipline anymore. I just want a tax cut. Well, no, right? I think I think you can as long as you're saying your plan is that or you believe that there should be further cuts to government spending to offset that. Doc, when you get into the <laughs> the details of that, there's almost no American who's going to agree to those cuts. Me, no, so, I'm, not, I'm not saying they would, but yeah. that's where I, right. I would. I'm not saying anybody would be with me, but I absolutely would, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you would have to absolutely shred Social Security and Medicare. Uh, and, and you know, people think, oh, foreign aid and welfare. No, no, those are tiny, tiny Those are very small of portions of it. Very small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but and, I, by the way, I'm I'm fine with Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security. I'm fine with all of those going away. Not tomorrow, because there's people that depend on those. There's people that would never be able to recover from those. So yeah, tomorrow, I don't want to see the you know the bottom fall out. But over the course of the next 30, 40, 50, whatever years, yeah, to see those go away in favor of a better plan, different plan, sure. So that's how I think yeah. look bigger, bigger scale. Yeah, and, and that, that's a fine choice, and everybody's got uh, their different choice to make. So I, uh, I think, look, I don't, there's a new movement on the left that are, you know, that are very, very anti-rich, right? right? And I'm not in favor of that, and they call me too mainstream. Uh, and I tell people all the time, look, there's nothing wrong with being rich. I mean, Oprah didn't do anything wrong. LeBron didn't do anything wrong. I don't think Bill Gates did anything wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, they don't need any more tax cuts, and it doesn't help the economy. So if you say to me, protect people that are on Social Security or Medicare or give the top 1% an extra $61,000 every single year, that's a no-brainer for me. That's not even close. You know, and I'm sure that sounds very reasonable, people. I guess the question is this, Jenkins, and I'm being serious here. You're right. The, the, the anti-capitalist, the anti-rich, whatever, that's just bizarre. That's, that's a crazy people. But for people like you that say, no, no, I'm not anti-rich. There's plenty of rich people. I want to have money. Maybe you have some money, whatever. Where's the line drawn? And that's where people on the left, I think, get a little confused because you can always just move it one more notch and then you end up with the people that are anti-rich. No, I mean, look, I'll give you a sense. I, I used to be a Republican. And um, when I was growing up, I believed in Reagan and all that stuff. Now, why did I, why was I a Republican then and I'm very progressive now? There's a, a thousand different reasons. But one of them uh, is really clear. It, it depends on the context. It depends on the facts and the situation. So when I was growing up, the top, uh, and this gives you a sense of how old I am, the top tax rate was uh, 70%. Well, that's too high. And so when Reagan came in and said he was going to cut it from 70%, uh, you know, my family agreed, and we thought that made sense. Now the top tax rate uh, for the wealthy is too low uh, it, for economic growth, for the recirculation of money, 
for just about almost every category. Uh, I know that people who pay it, it seems painful. Oh, my God, when you include state and local, I'm losing half my uh, income. I know, but we got roads, we got bridges, we got schools, we got hospitals. And and more important than that, how much, what is the ideal amount of taxes that stimulates the economy rather than dampens it? When the rich uh, get money, uh, they save it, which is a great thing, but it doesn't go back into the economy. When the poor and the middle class get money, they have to spend it because they, they don't have enough money. That immediately goes back into the economy and, and juices it. So I think that's the right economic law. See, I think the, the, the right people look at that and say they're not so concerned about the outcome. They're saying my personal freedoms are uh, what's at stake here. I pay a certain amount of taxes, whether I save it or whatever. That's regardless. But let me ask you one more thing. Let me ask you something else and uh, see if we can find some common ground. What about term limits? Would you be in favor of any sort of term limits? I think that's a really interesting Members question. of Congress, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. Um, I, I'm undecided on that, to be honest. I, really? I think there's a good case for term limits. Um, uh, look, on the one hand, um, I'm... I love politics and I like to see these characters and, uh, and I think that they do gain from their experience and, uh, sometimes that helps them improve the performance of their job. On the other hand, uh, I don't trust politicians, uh, generally don't have the respect for them that you see on TV where they're fawning over them. And so, uh, maybe term limits is a decent way of limiting that power. So it's, it's certainly worth a discussion. Let me give you an example of, of, of the BS that we hear back and forth. Who was the, uh, the representative from California this morning uh, that I was started off with who was uh, talking about, can't think of his name, drawing a blank here, uh, Trump, who was calling Trump out on the Iran deal. This is the D.C. working against us. Adam Schiff. Uh, yeah, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff. Um, this is D.C. working against us, uh, Jenk. So President Trump comes out and part of this uh, North Korea deal says that, well, it's too expensive to pay for those, for the, the military exercises. Cenk, that's, um, that's a lie from the president. That's a lie. He's not concerned about the expense, nor should he be concerned about it. It has nothing to do with it. Regardless of how you feel about North Korea, that was a lie, and we called him out this morning on that. I think um, you know it's a minor detail to say we're going to delay him, but that's a whole separate issue. But for Adam Schiff to come out and suddenly saying it's unsafe, how dare you do this, and then suddenly talk about the human rights violations of North Korea seems pretty disingenuous as well because he's never been at the forefront of such things. It's just opposing people and just lying. That's the stuff we get out of D.C. that drives me up the wall. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think that uh, North Korea is an interesting example because, look, I I don't think Trump got anything out of that deal. Uh, and, you know, I think he's just looking for self-aggrandizement and, hey, I'm a hero. I made a peace deal. Yeah, but what's in the deal? They didn't, we didn't get anything back. Right. Um, okay. Uh, on the other hand, though, the Democrats all of a sudden turning into warmongers is crazy. Um, the, par- the parallels I- between that and Obama's Iran deal are incredible. And I've been consistent on both of them. Yes, diplomacy's good. Talk, see what you get. Is the deal good or not? Yeah. And so I like that Trump's talking to the North Koreans. And there's not a lot of like I like about Trump. Maybe that yeah. might be among the two things. But, hey, for God's sake, if he's doing something you like, encourage it. Uh, so it, I don't think it's necessarily the best deal, but I'm glad he's at the table. And all these people saying, oh, you're 
legitimizing Kim Jong-un. Look, I got news for you. He exists whether we legitimize him or not. He's the leader of North Korea, whether we say it or not. This whole thing of, like, do you recognize Israel? Well, I got news for you. Whether you recognize it or not, it exists. So... Well, well, the, the, you're right. Things. That's a great point. But the North Korea thing's funny too, because okay, I see what they're saying to his people or legitimizing, but nobody around the world that hated North Korea is going to go. Well, they're a world power now. I guess we just that's not happening. You know, you're not. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, Jake. Well, I really appreciate talking with you. Um, good conversation. I'd love to talk to you in the future about some of this stuff. Um, uh, I think this is really, really important. I know there's some common ground. That's the foundation of America, uh, protecting people's personal freedoms um, in whatever your side, left or right, is paramount. And I just don't think we're doing that now. So hopefully we can talk in the future as well. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, it's a great conversation. Thank you, All right, man. buddy. Thanks so much. Jank Uger, host of uh, The Young Turks. He, um, he does a good job on his program. Like I said, um, there's many times I'm infuriated by what he says. Yeah. And I go, yeah. but I just want to... Um, I, I haven't watched a ton of it, but I've probably seen a cumulative uh, few hours over the years in clips here and there because it's a pretty popular show. Um, we could get into a lot more specifics of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could talk four hours on just economic policies. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff you're probably going, why didn't you challenge him on this, that or the other? Yeah, I could have. Um, you get you, pretty buddy. deep. In, yeah, yeah, you get pretty deep in the woods on that <laughs> stuff. Um, this is you know one of those first conversations where it's like, hey, can you get a general idea where people are coming from? Um, it was nice that, you know, he was like, Hey, I agree with Trump on that stuff. And I'll give Jenks some credit there. Yeah. He was pretty consistent yeah, on he the was. Obama yep. and Trump thing about yep. North Korea. So yep. maybe there's some future there and maybe we yep. can do some good. All right. Get a quick break in uh, and wrap things up. Find out. What we learned it. But first I got to tell you about the M1 museum and the tours that are going on this week. What is that? What is that? <clears throat> what is that? This is what's going to be on the tour. You've simply got something under glass, and it's a signed Chris Cruz bell. I yes, hope that's not is, on the tour. It is on the tour. This is actually what you will see Is there here. other things on the tour? Are there other things? Uh, there's other things on the tour, but this is the main event right here. I don't here. think that's it. I a don't think bell anybody signed cares. By, by the famous Chris Cruz no, with some smiley faces. You can come in here June 20, uh, 15, this Friday, Father's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Join us as we present to you the bell that rang on yeah. that famous day. Yeah, it's not famous at all. Uh, just go to mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org, and get details on the tour. You could come and visit the tour. And there's uh, the the, uh, the museum. There's various tours. We even have one. You could sign up. Uh, Chris is going to be on the tour with me as well yes. from noon to one to Friday, noon to one on Friday. All the details and to get your tickets, mercuryone.org. If you're in the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth Metroplex if you're not just fly this here. weekend, if not, fly here. You're going to love it. There's a lot of really cool stuff. Yep. Historical stuff that Glenn in the museum is collected over the years uh some hollywood type memorabilia mm-hmm. and stuff the theme this time around for the mercury one museum is rights and responsibilities rights and responsibilities you'll love it all details at mercuryone.org this is the morning blaze with doc thompson the blaze radio network This is the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned from Bill Clinton the official number of character references needed to negate rape is 29. 29. 
We learned Wonder Woman is a symbol of female empowerment with her magic jewelry. Tiara. We looked. We learned that I took my son to Disney on Gay Day. Yes, well done, Doc Thompson. Father of the year. Uh, you know, I just uh, time of the burst, year. you know, make sure he's exposed to a lot of things. And apparently the rest of us are as well. Finally, we learned that Chelsea Clinton looks like a character from the 1960s. <laughs> Bill Clinton acts like a character from the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Believe it or not, I can't infiltrate a flock of gays. Yes, you can. Yes, yes. Um, I wish it was older during the 90s because here in America, it would have been the wild, wild west. It really was. Wow. You could do anything you want. And leave it to Doc Thompson to discriminate towards a flock of gays. I didn't discriminate against you, Were them. you counting? I was, it doesn't mean I'm discriminating. And were you putting them in groups? Uh, they put themselves in groups. Mm. You were counting a group. No, it's not like I said they should have their own schools. Are you saying Anything that? like that? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Not like the dentist. They should have their own schools. Oh, they do. All right, who do doctors. we got? Uh, Neil, spin of the dials, radio style for us in Dallas, Texas. Morning Mercury Studios. What, if anything, did you learn today? Well, Doc, this morning I learned that Doc Thompson's answer to salty gravy, more gravy. More gravy. And this time, we didn't forget the gravy. <laughs> Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Bob blah, blah, blah. Love the Bob blah, blah. Odors are food, are free food served at parties. Appetizers are five to eight on the menu. <laughs> that is true. Parts. Okay, you're right. That there is, is true. It. That's true. That, Larky, Farky. So really, the guy misspoke when misspoke. he said, yes. and they also didn't know what hors d'oeuvres yes. were. Okay, so two fails. Larky Farkin tuning out what I learned today. This generation now thinks that hors is drunk slang for food in general. Hors Guy's drunk. Drunk. <laughs> Donna tweeting out. Love the Donna. Uh, now, it's ju- now, is it July? Food pre-pros when I'll buy on. And now I'm expecting. Do you like food? Remember? We keep oh, it's moving. Banyan Hill. Okay. Oh. Wow, folks. You're not the only one who had trouble understanding that Sorry. one. That one, we're a little trouble. Really? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Too many, too Banyan. many words on yeah, that Yeah, it was one. a lot. Of, yeah. uh, Deuce 5 tweeting out Love what I learned five. today. So, Doc had a Mickey Mouse experience? I did have a Mickey Mouse experience. Hmm. Shows in the, the dog with a mouse touch. Deal. By the way, oh, I'm sorry, you got one more? No. I thought you were doing one. You're more? No. You I was just more, following right? up on that one. Okay, what was it again? Uh, it's okay. Show us on the doll where the mouse touched you. Where the mouse you. touched you. He touched me. Here it is in my wallet over and over. He kept touching me in my wallet. My credit cards it was horrible. I still suffer the effects as I get the credit card bill in I the know, mail. You told me about it. You spent horrible. A lot of money. Damn mouse. Hey, I didn't get the new numbers on procrastination. That is completely on Mordecai this morning. It's his fault. But I'll do them tomorrow. What else do you have coming up tomorrow? Build an America that will spark you and make man are breaking silence because they're sharing their story about abortion. What does Glenn Beck have coming up? Uh, he's talking to some guys. About something? About something. What is he wearing today? He's wearing a polo with a bow tie. I do not get it. That's really weird. Short why, sleeve. Why that? Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six Semper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are. Anyang. Now, you go home. All right, that's it. Another one in the can. Bring on when uh, Thursday. Bring on Thursday. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.